talk about. So we doing it? We're doing it. Excellent. Let's do it. Cool. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Lots to Talk About Stuff. Welcome. Today's show topic is Ready Player One. We did it. Yes. We've, we've seen it. Watched it. I went to go see a movie during the week, technically. Ooh. You know, it's Friday night or whatever, sure. but you know, that's that's odd for me. Yeah, absolutely. I went on mm-hmm. Thursday. Uh, they actually had showings here on Wednesday. I thought that was weird. What? They, they acted like Thursday was like the real release day, so Wednesday was like the night before. They started like at 7, or maybe even earlier. I almost did that uh, when I saw it, but I was like, well, I'll just wait until Thursday. But yeah, it's different. I don't really usually go to the, during the week anymore either, so. Well, you're, you live in Texas. Yeah. South by South, Southwest was in Texas. Mm-hmm. So did you go to like the top of your apartment building and just like look out the window uh-huh. in the direction of Austin to see if you could see the screen. That's, yeah, it's that's how it works because Austin's about like I don't know, like two miles from me, probably. Yeah. I don't. I'm not really good at miles, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's really close. I have, a, I have a dog named Miles. I'm pretty good at it. So I, that's exactly how it works. Yeah, <laughs> good. Thank you for yeah, backing for me up sure. on that. Um, yeah, no so yeah, uh, it's kind of like in in movies whenever someone goes on their roof and they can see like like in Monster Squad. They can see, like, the drive-in nearby from their roof and these binoculars and a radio. Uh, Austin's about that close, and that's what I do. I, I get <laughs> sure, binoculars. Yeah. That's how I saw this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Again, midweek. So, you know. Absolutely. Changing it up a little bit. And what's weird is I watched it at, like, 520. That's my showing. And I can still, even in the, the bright time of day, I can still see their screen from that, that two-mile distance. So, I don't know. I don't know how science works, but did it. I... It worked. That's all that matters. Can't prove me wrong. Yeah. Try it. <laughs> Try it. Come at him, bro. Thank you. That's my bro sticking up for me right there, guys. <laughs> Wait, am I supposed to come at you? Wait a <laughs> no, no, you're no, no. You're people are coming at me, but I'm going to put you in front of them because you're my friend, so you're going to protect me. That's what I got yeah, out of that. This Operation Human Shield is what it. What I'm hearing. Well, I call it the bodyguard because I'm hoping that will. <laughs> I'll sing a song to do you have, later do I have on. to and pick you up and carry you, yes. like cradle you in my exactly. arms? Exactly, exactly. And then I take your scarf, throw it up in the air, and I let it fall down on a samurai katana, and it slices clean in half? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I saw that happen, I'd be like, sploosh. Wait, have you have you never seen The Bodyguard? I don't remember that part. Oh, that's all I remember of that movie. Uh, that's interesting. That, well, that and uh, somebody jerked off inside Whitney Houston's bed in that movie. <sighs> I don't remember that. Man, that's a well, weird movie. the character movie. she played, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Samurai swords and people jerking off. <laughs> Sounds like a really good movie. Interesting. Do you think Two that's of my, favorite, my five favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's how they marketed the movie? To, like, get that's, certain people in, you know? Yeah, yeah. They, like, Why you know, they up? had, like, certain marketing aimed at adults. Mm-hmm. And um, then they had, like, marketing for Brent. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. The Brents yeah. of the world, and they were like, two yeah. of his five favorite things right here, let's put him in there. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I guess I'm going to see The Bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, so Sounds it just, great. It, it was just me and, and Brent Spiner, like, watching the movie, you know? as a special Brent screening. Oh, nice. That's really nice. Yeah. Uh, do you guys all it get was, together, was, like, in one theater? Yeah, all the Brents. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's something I've been meaning to address. Good. All of the Brents, uh, we're, all, uh, we're all a team. You know, I didn't realize. Yeah, we're very supportive. Is it like a high another mind? of a sort? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it's if if I watch a movie, the other ones don't necessarily see it mm-hmm. themselves, mm-hmm. but we all kind of flock to the same thing. Okay, it's a, it's more like uh, moths all being drawn to a flame. Yeah, 
as opposed to you know just the the, the hive mind it's, classic that it's you're thinking. Brent's to the pop cultures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah. We call it Brentertainment. Excellent. <laughs> you should start a Brentertainment group. I should. Mm-hmm. You could create. You could create the content that you guys so desperately want to see. I'm sorry, Conbrent. That's what what it would be called. <laughs> First memo that goes out company wide. Everything that could be a pun for Brent gets turned <laughs> yeah. into a pun for Brent. Okay. Somebody calls IT and says their printer isn't working. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Your printer Your isn't printer. working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang up the phone and call me back when you get it correct. I like this plan. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you not printertained? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's fun. Uh, so we don't have any uh, real a whole lot of shout-outs or anything today. Uh, we did get one email, uh, which I'm glad because uh, it happened to be a topic that I was going to kind of discuss soon anyway. Uh, so Sarah had emailed in about uh, MoviePass. She said, is it worth it or not? And I have actually, Amanda and I had gotten MoviePass recently. I don't remember if I even mentioned that on the show. Uh, hmm. uh, to explain what well, MoviePass is. You, you holding out on me, Steven? I'm not. I didn't mean to, but what? maybe I was. This is the episode where we become bitter, bitter enemies. <laughs> bitter enemies. Bitter enemies. You heard it here first. We are angry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, Movie Pass, uh, for those that don't know, uh, is a new program. Um, it's been around for like a year or so, I guess. Um, and they, you, you do like a, a monthly purchase of this Movie Pass, and that allows you to go see. One movie a day, one standard 2D movie a day for a month, uh, every day of that month. And it used to be like 50 bucks, which is still a really good deal for that if you go to movies a lot. But they dropped the price um, like a number of months ago to nine ninety five. So we've had it for about this, this year. Um, I was planning on using it to go see a lot of the Oscar movies. Um, but then a bunch of them ended up showing up online for VOD and stuff. And also, like, I just didn't have time. Um... And so we've had it, but it's like the idea is basically you spend nine ninety five, and if you watch like one movie a month, you've pretty much already hit that quota, and so everything else is just free. So if you go see two right. movies, then it's great, and it's a, it's a really good deal. Um, they've actually recently um, sort of dropped it, I guess, to six ninety five a month. Um, I say sort of because I think you have to buy a whole year to get that price, so you just like pay like oh, seventy okay. bucks for the year. Um, some some notes about it uh, again, like it's two D instead of three D movies. It's, um, there are ways kind of around some of their things though. You can't buy like anything sneaking off. into another theater. Basically. Uh, <laughs> you can't buy, um, uh, anything in advance essentially. Like you can't buy them online. You have to be like physically in person. Cause the way it works is like, it's like a debit card and you go on an app and you do a location saying like, I'm at this theater. I want to go see this movie at this time. And it puts like a credit or money or whatever on that card for like 30 minutes and then you can buy a ticket. So you can technically go like what my buddy James, who uses a bunch does, he goes in the morning. Um, if he wants to see something at seven o'clock on a Saturday night, he just goes like Saturday morning at 10 and buys his tickets so that he's in there and has them early. But, uh, you know, he can still use the movie pass and not buy them online. So um, this day and age, though, with online, like I get it because they're trying to not to like let people just like use it wherever and like get people tickets like you have to be there with your phone to get them so it's like you and like they're trying to make that a little better but um it's uh it doesn't really work for me that well the theater that we go to i always do online and it has reserved seating so i definitely want to get there early like to buy my tickets early so pretty much like the only movies that i do see anymore um are opening day or like opening weekend 
and they're sold out so fast that I don't think yeah. movie pass is really the best option for me. Um, mm-hmm. So far, this was the first movie I went to see Ready Player One with it. That was the first movie that I saw it with. Um, out of we've had it for like three months, but the problem is once you once you have it, um, if you cancel it, you can't renew it for nine months. Like what? a random yeah a random number. Um, so if I cancel it now, then I won't be able to do it for the rest of the year. So so if you, if you cancel it, it becomes pregnant. You have to wait nine months until a new one is born, and then you can use that one. I didn't even connect the number of months for that. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I don't know what. That's so weird. I, uh, theaters or like AMC is kind of having a beef with them about it because um, essentially what MoviePass does is like they they pay the theater for each ticket like whatever they cost, but um, and I don't really know like nobody really knows how MoviePass is making money on this, but they yeah, it seems weird it, they've given a, a spike in a, in movie attendance and the theaters should really be happy like you just want people in the doors to buy your candy and you know overpriced popcorn and stuff so. Um, who cares if they're really getting in there, if you're getting paid, I don't know why they'd really have an issue with it. Um, and it makes it a lot better experience. It's like closer. And some theaters are working with movie pass to do like the online ordering and stuff. So they're getting better about it too, trying to make it more accessible, but, um, I'm still on the fence about it. Um, I just don't think I go to the theater that often. And as we'll get into a little bit, my theater experience again was terrible. And so... I'm like, the only things I really, I wouldn't even go, and I would have definitely gone to see Ready Player One in the theaters, but I do a lot of our movies specifically because of this podcast. You know, like, I definitely go see a lot of the Marvel stuff, you know, the opening day or whatever opening weekend, but um, I don't really have the option with MoviePass to use it all the time. Like, for the Oscars, I was going to use it, and I was like, well, a lot of them are getting a lot of buzz, so they're, like, you know, busy and stuff. Like, they have a lot of people in them in the theaters, and so I don't know that it's, like, beneficial to use it. Um... And uh, so I didn't really end up using it for the Oscars, um, which is my whole goal. So, uh, Sarah, I'm not really sure. I'm on the fence. I, we have them. Uh, haven't really used it a lot. I think I'm going to end up canceling it, um, but I'm not really sure. So, Brent, have you have you heard of this? Have you guys thought about it? Um, do you think about it now or whatever? Well, um, I'll answer that here in uh, just a minute. But I, you, were, you brought up something that's a good point. Like, what is the point of this app? Like, who's making money off of it? Yeah. Like, how does that work? It like, makes what, no sense. Why, why are they going so hard on it and then also discounting the price yep. on it yep. so deeply. Uh, I understand it's a year subscription, but, but even still, um, like $7, that's of, crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it reminds me of, uh, when we listen to the various, uh, crooked media shows, pod, save America, lover, lover, leave it or whatever. And they're always hawking the cash app. Mm-hmm. It's like, how, how is the cash app making money? Because <laughs> they know. don't <laughs> like, they don't charge a fee. Yeah. So, and they, they, when you sign up for it, they actually give you I know. $5. <laughs> so, it's like, what, what is their game plan here? I know. Is I don't understand like, it. Is this Warren Buffett's cash app? And he's just like, here's a way I can give away a bunch yeah, of right. money. Give like $5 so, at a time to everybody in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, jumping back to uh, uh, the, the question at hand, um, I've heard of MoviePass. Uh, my wife has couple of friends that use it mm-hmm. um they go see movies on a regular basis but it's not something that we do too often we'll maybe go see a, a movie here and there maybe like one a month mm. on average um but uh yeah it, it, the way that i understand how how it works is uh doesn't seem conducive to the type of movies i want to go see yeah. like if i want to go see something at the movies i'm going to go opening weekend mm-hmm. and it's just going to be a pain in the ass to to try to get tickets for it yeah. or whatever otherwise so i usually try to buy my tickets in advance if if possible yeah 
so like way in advance yeah so no not, yeah. Not same day you know well so. like for the for infinity war i was like i 100 percent can't use that i need to buy my tickets right now like a month in advance mm-hmm. to make sure that i get right. like where i want to go and the good seats and everything so it really doesn't yeah. work like i like the idea I, I get that they're having to deal with that um for i don't know privacy and technological restriction reasons or whatever but it like doesn't it's not really conducive to how anybody sees movies anymore like our generation at least you know so yeah yeah I do want to issue a slight correction to you. Uh, it's the Avengers Brent Finity War from this point <laughs> forward. So just keep that in mind. Uh, I apologize. Uh, yeah. I did not mean to offend. Hey, Noah Brent's was taken. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> this is old already. <laughs> People hate this. You like, just spike their, their iPhone in, <laughs> in the trash. They're like, fuck it. What's weird is we, we've already gotten complaint emails about it. It's not even out yet. <laughs> <laughs> wow, one from the government, too. Damn. Holy shit. They really are listening. <laughs> they really are listening. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Uh, so, yeah. But thank you for the email, Sarah. Yes, thank you. Uh, we appreciate that, as always. And, uh, and please, everybody... Uh, Send, send us stuff, send us questions, whatever. Sarah, we really appreciate the uh, extra content. And uh, let us know if you end up getting a movie pass, what you think. Um, if you guys do that, um, I, I definitely think it's a, a good idea. It's, it has good bones there. I just think it needs to be tweaked a little bit for my viewing habits. So I wonder mm-hmm. if, you know, I, obviously, like, they've had, like, crazy growth, like, millions of subscribers added a, a, a month um, for the past few months. It's insane. So um, they've, they're doing really well with it. I, I just don't get out of there making money, how long it's sustainable, and uh, it doesn't really work for me right now. So I'm, I'm curious how it works for other people, though. Um, seems like a cool idea. Um, I definitely like the idea of it. So, Is it an actual, like, card or whatever yeah, that gets sent out to you? Just like a debit card. Yeah. Like, oh, it's wow. like red. It says Movie Pass on it. It has, like, the numbers going across and all that stuff. It's so, so weird. You'd think they would just have, like, an app. Yeah, it's, it's weird because uh, – and I'll, I'll get into it, I guess, uh, for here, too. So I did end up going to the 3D version – of Ready Player One, and the way that I heard about how you could get around that is um, Movie Pass. Um, basically, you go choose a movie, so I, you can choose like a two D movie, and then it just puts the money in your card or puts whatever, and you can just go get your ticket. So I did that, but I was all nervous about it. Um, like I, I don't go see three D movies, right? Like we mentioned this recently, like with mm-hmm. the Marvel stuff. Like I haven't seen a three D movie in years, but I figured if I'm going to watch a, a movie that takes place eighty percent in VR, I'd be like, this is probably a good movie to go see in three D, right? Um, yeah. if, if anything. So I, I know I won't really abuse that at all. I won't really probably even att- attempt it again. But anyway, I was kind of nervous. <laughs> I go up there. Uh, I get up to the ticket and I'm like, <laughs> such clinical wording. <laughs> I mean, that's how I. Am. I won't attempt, I and won't. I certainly won't abuse it. <laughs> um, but I, I go up there, and it's this little teenage kid up there uh, doing my tickets, and I'm like, yeah, one for Ready Player One 3D, and I swipe the card, and it doesn't work. And I was like, all right, well, I just give up. I'm going to use my, my credit card. I'll just switch it up. It's fine. And he was like, well, wait, wait, what was that? What was that card? And I was like, oh, it's a movie pass. And he was like, just do it again. And I was like, okay. Because like, there's been reports that um, movie theaters are like, you know, uh, resistant to it or whatever. So they're, they'll give you like grief or whatever. They, they tell you to go use the um, like uh, computer terminals and stuff. Like do it yourself. Get your own tickets. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I just had, to, had this dumb thing I wanted to say. And I was trying to stifle it. <laughs> <laughs> but it I did that last night. So I will definitely let you interject, sir. All right. I was picturing you like going up to the counter at the movie theater 
<laughs> asking for a ticket to a 3D movie. And then the like teenager behind the counter looking to his right. And there's a poster of like, <laughs> do not let this man watch a 3D movie. <laughs> That's why the card wouldn't work. I just look over like all sad, like, damn, my picture. Oh, man, that was funny. <laughs> like the 3D glasses they handed you. Somebody walked over and just cracked them in half. <laughs> Your kind's not welcome here, sir. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to see a 2D movie instead? Like they're very polite about the... Yeah, of course, yeah. The back end of it, yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Oh. Glad, glad I uh, went back on that one. That was totally worth it. <laughs> <I liked> it. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> you're talking about uh, having to rerun your card. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, no. Uh, so they tell you to go to like the terminal yourself. So at the movie theater that we go to, the Cinemark, um, which is a nice movie theater and one of the nicest malls in Houston, uh, Cinemark Memorial City, but they have exactly one terminal that you can go buy your own tickets, and it is a what? tube TV in the wall, a touch screen <laughs> from like 1996, <laughs> looks like straight out of like Johnny Mnemonic. And uh, I never actually used it because it's like so weird and it's like super faded. You can barely read it anymore because it's like so old and faded, but it still works. Um, but then I went to do this and I was like, cool, I'll, I'm going to actually use that like janky ass machine. And I go to use it and it's off. It doesn't work that day. What? So then I oh, had to go right. to the thing and I was all nervous about it because I get that way. And so I go and I'm like, yeah, 3D, it doesn't work. And he's like, no, it's cool. Just swipe it again. And I use it and it goes like right through. So that was cool. Wow. So it worked. Um, again, I don't condone that uh, necessarily. It's not how the app is supposed to be used. But um, I wanted to see this one movie that way or whatever. So um, so I went into it uh, and did the 3D thing. But I'll, I'll get into a little bit later when we get into the movie about my 3D and, uh, and movie theater experience. Because once again, I went to the movie theater. So guess what? It was shitty. <laughs> I know. Hard to believe, right? <laughs> I know it. Uh, I was uh, I was telling Brandy last night uh, that uh, yeah, Stephen went to go see this movie in three D, and she's like, "What?" I said, "I know." I know. And uh, I said uh, he texted me, and then uh, he said that he had a shitty theater experience. Yeah. And uh, she said, "Well, it's Stephen. He always has a shitty theater experience." That sounds like it's my fault. I said, "Brandy, no." no. <laughs> I said, uh, "No, he's he's had a couple of good ones." And then I was thinking, I was like, "No, wait, maybe not." I pretty much always have. <laughs> Uh, a mediocre is like my best experience. <laughs> like that's a good experience now. No one was too loud. Uh, no one talked too much. I didn't have yeah. that many babies, you know. <laughs> Wait, what? In the theater. You just pop it, pop yeah. out babies? You know, you sit in the theater. Popping babies out of your butt? It gets comfortable and babies pop out. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we'll get into that uh, once again. Uh, I apologize, but uh, it's, it is what it is. It's the experience that I have. So, mm-hmm. again, which is partly why I don't want to use MoviePass, because it's all good and well if I can go see a movie essentially for free by doing, like, a Netflix-style subscription service to the theater, but it doesn't work if it's all shitty. I'd rather just wait till home. Like, a lot of the Oscar movies um, came out, like, right before the Oscars or right afterwards. So it's like, I, once they came out, I was like, all right, let's watch them at home. It's like $6 to rent them straight away, and that's way better than a movie theater ticket was anyway. So it's, like, not a big deal, you know? So... Do you think they've ever talked about having Oscar the Grouch host the Oscars? Because it's like right in the name. Like it should be there. I can, I'm, I apologize immediately. I see the look on your face. <laughs> no, it's, Audience, a, great, it's a great one. This, this is my, this is my, no, it was, this is my last it was the episode. look of genius. It was the look of, oh my God. 
Sometimes you say stuff. Steven's new co-host, James, will be taking over <laughs> next week. Sometimes you say stuff, and I'm like, why has no one ever said that before? It's a genius, <laughs> it's a genius move. I don't know. I like that. He, he can have a co-host in Wormy. I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with Wormy. Uh, I'm not. You're not up on Sesame Street. I'm not Cannon? up on my Sesame Street. I honestly don't oh remember God. Sesame Street that much uh, growing up. So, how, how did you learn how to read? <laughs> <laughs> By reading. There's <laughs> <laughs> that thing with with text on it. I guess I'll read this. Uh, I'll figure it out. That's so funny. I wasn't a. Uh, I didn't. I don't remember really watching Mr. Rogers either. I know that's like a huge cultural thing. Like they have this documentary that's coming mm-hmm. out, and then like Tom Hanks is going to play him in a movie soon. Like I'm excited for those, but yeah. I don't. I never really followed him. I never watched him as a kid. I wasn't on a Twitter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, were, you weren't in like a, a nondescript panel van, just like following him. <laughs> now that's the movie I want to see. <laughs> The local, local espionage of a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie title. <laughs> oh man! Oh, um, so some quick uh, mini topics, um, just because we had nothing really else. I just wanted to add a few things that uh, I had recently found out about. Um, you know, sometimes you watch a show, and you're like, "Oh man, I can't wait till season two or whatever, whatever the next season might be." And you're like, "Oh fuck, that's a whole other year." And you get depressed about it, and then you're like, how do I go on with life? And then you do. You find a way, and uh, as life does. And uh, then the next year rolls around, and you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, that show is back on in like four weeks. And you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize. Now I have to like get back into it. Uh, so that happened to me with a bunch of three different shows right in a row right now that I was not expecting. Oh, wow. So um, the first one I, I, uh, I have is uh, 13 Reasons Why, season two, which I'm not even sure I'm going to watch. Uh, I just didn't even know they were coming out with it this soon. I think it came out um, on Friday, this last Friday. Um, that first season, I know we talked about it in the past. You guys couldn't finish the, the mm-hmm. show, whatever. Um, it's it's so weird. It, it's such a hard show to watch, but it was such good TV. It was like such a good story to me. And I've thought about like rewatching the first season, like I like to do uh, before a second one. But I was like, I honestly don't know that I ever can. Like I, it's a, <laughs> it's hard. That seems like it would be draining. It really yeah. is draining. It drained my whole like two weeks or whatever that I watched it. Like it was really depressing and stuff. Um, and so I don't know. I might just try the second season. I might not try it at all. Um, I just didn't realize it was coming out so soon. So that one really stuck up with me because mm-hmm. it was it already came out apparently. Um, uh, the other one I had was uh, uh, The Handmaid's Tale season two comes out next month, and uh, Amanda and I love The Handmaid's Tale. That one is also like depressing, but in a more like how far off is this from our actual reality type of way. Uh, it's pretty yeah. weird. Did you end up watching that show? I can't remember if we talked about that. No, it's something that I, I want okay. to watch. Um, yeah, just with our, our our winter actual TV schedule, mm-hmm. uh, we haven't had a chance to to start it yeah. up. But uh, yeah, it's something that uh, I definitely want to to get cool. into. I hear it's very good. Oh, man, it's creepy as fuck. It's like because it shows scenes like flashback scenes um, where they're like protesting and stuff, and it looks like so similar to what we're doing now. And it looks like it's, That's like, good. so close. It's really eerie. It's, it's pretty good. But it, the show is just, like, really, really well done. So super looking yeah. forward to that. Amanda and I are both pumped to go rewatch the first season and then get into the second season that comes out, uh, like, the 25th or 27th of April, I think. Um, and then uh, Westworld Season 2 also comes out, like, that same weekend or whatever. Um, I had heard, whenever I, I watched Westworld last year, 
Um, I had heard that it was coming out with a sequel, but or a, a second season, but it was going to be like 2019. I thought it was going to be like a long time, so I was definitely shocked that this one was coming out. And uh, that show was phenomenal uh, production value, everything. Oh my god, it, it's like a, each episode's a movie type of thing. And uh, super looking forward to that one. That one that I watch alone uh, without Amanda, but uh, I'll, I'll rewatch that <laughs> because one because there are dicks in it. She doesn't like them. Don't like dicks. Uh, <laughs> 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 who, who really wants to see that? Besides Jason yeah. Siegel, who's my man, and forgetting Sarah Marshall, <laughs> who wants to see that? Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, you know it's like animatronic western. Not Amanda's thing. I don't know why. I don't know. Like nothing about that actually uh, is her at all. So did I? I don't think we discussed it on the podcast, but I don't know if we've ever discussed it at yeah. all. Um, when uh, on on the when we watched the Super Bowl here, um, we had Brandy's parents here to watch it with us, and one of the commercials was for Westworld mm-hmm. season two. <laughs> and my mother in law, she she was watching the trailer and she's like, "Huh, what is it? This seems familiar." Then she sees Westworld, and then I guess she didn't notice the season two mm-hmm. under it, and she's like, "Hmm, are they going to make it into a TV show?" <laughs> I don't think that will work. And I said, well, this is advertising the second season. Uh, that's funny. And it's got a second season because the first season was so wildly yeah. popular. So I I hear it's good. I've not yeah. seen it, but it sounds like it's it's, a, I think it's, working. it's an okay thing. That's funny. Yeah. And then uh, then she went to go see Pixels again. Oh, yeah, whatever. of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, Westworld I would highly recommend. Um, I have to watch that first season over again. That's one of the ones I, yeah, I have to rewatch just for my own um, story like sanity because it's like so mm-hmm. winding and uh, there's so many characters involved and stuff it's one of those that like it's it's not like a mystery you don't realize it is I guess um, it kind of like unravels throughout the thing and um, it, I don't know it has like a, ro- a lot of like grand ideas uh, about like what makes people people and um, like what makes you like human you know or whatever what makes you think um, using like AI uh, in that world and everything. So it's, it's very intriguing. Um, it was very, very well done. It's got like Anthony Hopkins in it. I mean, it's, it has like high caliber people, James Marsden, those two right off the bat, uh, Cyclops yeah. is in there, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I highly recommend those. I, I just, uh, wanted to mention them in case anybody else didn't know they were coming out. Cause I didn't. So holy shit, we got some stuff to watch. Hell yes. Yeah. Hell yes. So should we move on to the Let's main topic? It. All right. So let's talk about, the big movie of this weekend, mm. God's Not Dead 3, <laughs> came out. We watched oh, yeah. it. We lured you in here, you suckers, <laughs> with uh, Ready Player One. We don't have time for that. <laughs> this episode is all about the Lord. <laughs> who wants to watch an episode, or who wants to watch a movie directed by Spielberg about 80s classic pop culture references set into a futuristic world full of sci-fi and AR and VR? Not me. I want to watch God's Not Dead 3. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo's back. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if he's in it. Um, Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. When I was walking up to the theater last night, uh, I was surprised to see on the marquee um, at the Warren, they've got an actual like old school marquee that mm. they have the movies listed on. And uh, I was surprised to see that uh, both God's Not Dead 3 and Paul, Apostle of Christ mm-hmm. were actual movies that existed, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> they were both showing at the same time. So, I can't believe there's a but hey, you know, God's it's Not Dead 3. Easter weekend. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, it's Easter weekend. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and actually, you, you made a good point about... Uh, 
about it being Easter weekend and yeah. uh, Ready Player One coming yeah, out. Yeah, I hadn't even realized it until we were texting the other day. But uh, I was after I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, this is a movie about them trying to find a uh, like a giant search for an Easter egg." And I was like, "Oh, it's Easter weekend. Oh, okay, good job, guys." Like it was like this like weird <laughs> like subtle. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of the word. Like a subtle like uh, I was just like epiphany or whatever. Yeah, that I was just like, "Oh, that's cool." But, like, no one's mentioned it, so I don't think it's, like, something I, I really, like, blew wide open, but I just haven't heard anybody say it, I, so. I, I feel like it was a decision by the marketing yeah, team, yeah. like, oh, they'll get it. They'll get, <laughs> these are fucking nerds. They'll get and, like, it. Nobody's but mentioned it. But then we were just, like, I was so distracted. I was like, Battletoads <laughs> are in this. Yeah, so it's funny, but uh, uh, I'll run through cast and crew, if that's cool. I'll run through cast and crew. Okay, cool. Sure. Um, so, uh, directed by... Steven Spielberg, written by Zach Penn and Ernest Klein. Uh, just had some notes. Uh, Zach, I think, has written of maybe some other stuff we've reviewed. Yeah, uh, Incredible Hulk. He wrote uh, X2, <laughs> X-Men The Last Stand, The Incredible Hulk, and uh, he was a uh, story credit for The Avengers as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. then uh, <laughs> Ernest is uh, scared stupid, is, uh, as I put on my notes here. <laughs> uh, he also wrote uh, the novel of Ready Player One, so... <laughs> You know, he had to endure some of oh, that of course, like right. growing up, right? I'm surprised Ernest P. World doesn't show up <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. You know, oh, see the, like yeah, the back right. of an Ernest character in this movie. I, wrote, I just wrote my note. Uh, instead of Zach Penn, I just wrote Zach wrote. And I, then I went out to Ernest. I was like, oh, Ernest is hmm, scared stupid. And I just like cracked it to myself. So I was like, <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Uh, but yeah, I, he, he wrote the novel. And then um, I'm not sure. It, I thought at first that they collaborated on this. But then I heard an interview that uh, Ernest Klein had said that he wrote the first couple of drafts that was part of his deal when they bought the rights to the movie so uh, i think he wrote the first couple drafts and then zach penn wrote some stuff i don't know that they actually like collaborated on it and not positive so uh but yeah so when ernest klein got a chance to do the first like draft or two like he would get paid for that oh, right yeah. that that's part of yeah okay what if he was just like <laughs> he just rips the cover off the book <laughs> Just, like, staples it to, like, a sheet of copy paper. <laughs> He's like, here you go. Here you go. First draft. Figure you know, honestly, out. for a first draft, I'm sure they get shit for that, but you could you could take that, and you just have to, like, tweak it all instead of being, like, every time it says, like, uh, um, Wade says, just put, like, Wade colon at the top or whatever and just, like, you know, mm-hmm. put it below. Put, it, put his, his stuff down there and just reformat it. Same yeah. exact story. Same exact lyric. You know, not lyrics. Same exact uh, script. Whatever. It would work. <laughs> you just import all of the the saved like text from the novel <laughs> yeah. into uh, what is that screenwriting program? Oh uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them. Uh, yep, Microsoft Word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the ma- there's like one like big like Hollywood one. But I can't remember. I've used a bunch of different ones. Yeah. Like, uh, over time, but uh, that's bothering me now. I can't let it go. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. <I> know. <laughs> This will be edited. Here, I'll, I'll look it up, and uh, if you want to take them through the, through yeah, the yeah, cast, cool. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try All right, cool. It. So the last thing I wanted to mention uh, for the crew was uh, music by Alan Silvestri, who's really cool. Uh, I listened to... Oh, yeah, he did the, the Avengers yes, thing. Yes, yeah. Um, he, he, I've realized lately that he is actually one of my very favorite composers. I, I knew he did stuff that I liked, but uh, we mentioned him recently because of the, com- uh, the Avengers stuff, but um, he did Back to the Future, which they had little nods in the trailers for this, and the, and the movie itself, they had a bunch of those, which I liked a lot. There's just like uh, really like 
I don't know, uh, simple, um, like three or four notes, whatever, um, thing that he does from Back to the Future that they like would just like place in every once in a while. And uh, it's just like magical. Every time I hear it, it just like takes me back to the 80s. And so it was perfect for this. Um, but yeah, he did a, a great job. And I listened to the, the scores on Spotify. So I was listening to it at work yesterday. And uh, it's just really good. I, th- I think he did a great job. Uh, cast. Uh, real, yeah. real quick before you jump into the cast, I found it. Final Draft. Final Draft. That That's so easy too. What the fuck? I know. Yeah. I, I know. That's so funny. Yeah, so there you go. You guys are welcome. I knew you were all going <laughs> to... so excited to hear that. What is the name of this program? <laughs> I, got, got, got I have know. to know. Uh, so cast, we have uh, Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook, Ben Mendelsohn, TJ Miller, Simon Pegg, and Mark Rylance are uh, a few of them. I took that from Wikipedia, so that was the ones they had on there. And uh, I wrote this little uh, plot overview. You got a little longer than I actually meant to, but it's not too long, so... Here we go. Uh, Set in 2045, when the real world is crumbling, people escape to a virtual reality world called the Oasis, where anything they can imagine can come true. When the creator, James Halliday, dies, he leaves an Easter egg in the game. Three keys are hidden with clues given for each. Wade Watts is a normal kid from the stacks who, after five years of the whole world searching, is the first to find a key, plunging him into a world of money and danger. IOI, Innovative Online Industries, seeks to find the keys first to rule the Oasis. It's up to Wade and his friends in the High Five to band together, search for clues, and fight IOI for power. Nice. Yeah, so uh, do you want to get into uh, theater experience? Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Eventually we'll get into spoilers, but for right now we'll, we'll keep it spoiler-free. Sure. Um, uh, Batman dies. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking into there. Uh, so how, first off, did you go see it in 3D? I did go see it in 3D. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, my theater experience, nothing to, uh, to write home about. Uh, it's actually a, a pleasant Good. experience. I uh, sat at the very back of the theater like I wanted to do when I went to go see Justice League, mm. and somebody didn't sit down right next to me. Matter of fact, when I <laughs> got there, I, uh, I walked in, and there were people that were like sitting kind of near me, but there was like a seat in between uh-huh. us, and then there was nobody... And they were on my right side, nobody on my left side. So I was sitting at like at the back as centered nice. as possible. And uh, yeah, it was perfect for the, the 3D oh, experience. Cool, yeah. Did Brandy um, go with you or did and, you go alone? Uh, yeah. No, I just went alone by myself like a real creep. I took my uh, <laughs> trench coat, nothing on underneath it. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, I <laughs> and I had the sign around my neck like a sandwich board uh, that said, I assure you, I'm not jerking off back here. Oh, well, that, that's good, because you let people know, so then they, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I have it written in reflective lettering, so <laughs> the screen will, <laughs> will bounce the light back at, at the people. But the entire time, you do keep your hands in your pockets. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, and one of them is a dummy arm, oh, obviously, because I I am jerking of off in the theater, uh, and I've got, I've got the Groucho Marx uh, glasses <laughs> as well. <laughs> to really complete the look. I, I had one person say uh, at a different screening, hey, this guy's jerking off in the theater. And then somebody was like, no, he's just a ninja turtle. <laughs> wow, that must have made your day. <laughs> wow, that got like a genuine huge guffaw out of me. That was good. I could picture that too. That I was like, yep, that's Raph. Brent back there with this fedora on. Oh, man. That is so funny. Boy, that cloth is really, like, moving rapidly back there. <laughs> Don't worry. He's just fighting the foot. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear snoring in a minute. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so did you go to the Warren again? I did. Yeah, I, yeah, I went to the Warren, and, uh, yeah, yeah, had a had a good time. That's a good theater. So. No, it wasn't. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, people people maintain their shit exactly, there. Yeah. They, um, yeah, except for that one time you had to like <laughs> had to shush that girl when got hit. <laughs> Can you please just be quiet? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, the weird thing is you turned around in your seat and sat on your knees and pointed <laughs> at them while, while you started a chainsaw. I don't know why they were scared, man. I was like, <laughs> my friend over here in his trench coat will come after you. He's naked <laughs> under there. He's not doing anything, but but he's naked under there. He's not going to show you his wiener, but just know it, and it, it'll, it'll creep you out. And then the one girl was like, that Ninja Turtle ain't going to do shit. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, that's a good theater. And, uh, so I'm mm-hmm. glad you, you have that and have a good experience. Um, uh, Oh, wait, wait, yeah. uh, real quick. Um, I, I wanted, I was in the mood for some, uh, Sour Patch Kids. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go buy some uh-huh. Sour Patch Kids and, uh, and sneak them in. Except, uh, I went to the Walgreens just up from the mm-hmm. theater, bought them, had a few of them on the way there. And by the time I got to the theater, I was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like I bought the extra sour ones and, and they, Ooh, they, wow, boy, they they're extra sour. Like yeah, too much. Uh, they weren't like like super bitter, but I, I had reached my limit, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, I'm probably not going to yeah. snack on these in the theater." So I just left them in my car, Man. and then um, went inside, got a. You know what? Here's a life yeah. hack for for all of you out there. My favorite thing to drink, uh, almost in general, but specifically at a movie theater, is cherry coke. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It just tastes extra good coming out of a yep. fountain, but it's kind of rare that you find uh, a cherry coke like actual like. Uh, on tap, mm-hmm. <laughs> on tap there. So at the Warren, they have Coke, but they don't have the, like an actual like cherry Coke flavored mm-hmm. thing, but they will put uh, cherry flavoring in whatever drink you oh, want. Nice. So every time I go, I have them make me a cherry Coke. That's quality service. And uh, it is. It's fantastic. And they're super nice about it. And this is a, this is and, a guy in the uh, parking lot, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I had to do was suck him off a couple of times. <laughs> and then he puts a mysterious substance, a red substance in your drink. Yeah. But it tastes yeah. like cherry. He says it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, he tells me it's cherry. He's just putting Robitussin in there. I don't really there. taste the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Put some tussin like, in there. I get really sleepy after drinking it. It's really nice. <laughs> Man, I can barely drink often. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. a test. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, so I so I went in there with a with a cherry Excellent. coke, and uh, the last time I did that is when I went to go see Justice League, and I had a full bladder about oh, yeah. halfway through, but I stuck it out. So I, I tried to pace myself with uh, with my drinking you this know, time. But uh, I uh, I was I was thirsty. I, I got to my movie theater early uh, again. It was at the mall, so I was walking around the mall a little bit. I got my ticket. Uh, I was walking around the mall. Um, I was hungry, so I stopped and got a um, deliciously gross. Uh, sausage biscuit that was microwaved at McDonald's. Um, I love breakfast all day. Don't like shitty breakfast all day. Yeah. Shout out to McDonald's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a shout down <laughs> to McDonald's. Yeah, like that. Uh, but then afterwards, I was thirsty, so I, I usually try not to buy much stuff at the movie theater because it's just so overpriced. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I don't I, I don't have any pockets. Amanda's not with me. I don't have a purse, so uh, I don't really have any way to sneak anything in. So um, I was like, I'll just buy. Uh, and I had my my technically like free ticket, you know, from my movie pass. So I was like, I'll I'll get the drink. I got a coke. And man, that was a mistake. I got a medium, which was uh, you know the size of my body. It was huge. And uh, I drank it like halfway, and then had to go leave and, and pee in the middle of the movie, uh, which I usually don't have to mm-hmm. do because I don't usually drink much during the movie. So um, yep. yeah, I, I did not pace myself well enough. But there you go. I've wondered like if like how confident, or like if if you'd be so confident about taking a food into a theater 
that they would just let you. Like if, if you did it both. Like at the Warren, they have like an actual <laughs> restaurant there, so you can you can take food uh-huh. into the theater, but it has to be like bought there. But yeah, if you like were to to buy some McDonald's and like just like confidently walk up there, yeah, like what would they and uh, try to try to get in the theater? They were like, "Sir, you can't bring the food in here." It's like, "Oh no, I got this here." Like if you were just like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> I got it, I got it over there." Guy over yeah. there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like Lenny, <laughs> eh, maybe Squiddy, whatever. You know, the one with the <laughs> yep. with the mop top, it's got brown hair. You know, got yeah. He's uh, I have, yeah, I feel like I have two stories to that. Uh, one was when I was a manager at Alamo, and there was a guy who we were alerted to by another customer. Uh, that they were eating Chick Fil A in the in the theater, and so and like our theaters at, at Alamo, um, you you get your ticket, but there's no like ticket taker. Um, the ticket taker is your server in the theater, so um, you can walk into any theater at any time. Like it's it's like whatever, it's pretty relaxed, and so people don't really see you if you're gonna walk in with food. They wouldn't necessarily see you until you're sat down or whatever. So that was pretty normal. But mm-hmm. uh, but I was a new manager at the time. Uh, like a ship manager, and I didn't know really what to do. So I was like, all right, well, you, you can't stay here. And so he's like, all right, well, can I just go? Like eat it outside, and I was like, "Yeah." I mean, I walk him outside, but he just like stops in the hallway, and so we're just like chilling, like we're not talking. I'm just standing next to him to make sure he doesn't go back in. But he's just like eating his chicken nuggets from Chick Fil A, and everybody's just like walking around. And another manager, who's like a real manager there, walked up and he was like, "What are you doing? Get outside! Like you can't eat that here. Get out of here. We're a restaurant." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." He just stopped it. I didn't know what to do. I was like. He's kind of bold enough. I don't. I don't really want to tell him no. Now it's kind of a baller <laughs> move. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I kind of have felt that way. If you're if you're bold enough, the manager might not know what to do with that. You know, they're not trained for it, so it happens. Yeah. Uh, and then another time, uh, our friend Obima uh, will go to us to that same movie theater, and uh, there's a place in the mall. Uh, <laughs> she said, "There's a ninja turtle <laughs> off in the theater." <laughs> there's a place in the mall called uh, Toot Sweet. Uh, uh, it's a French. It's like T U O or T O U T. I think uh, Toot Sweet. Uh, but uh, it's like a, a French place. There's a, a place we like here that's it's called Sweet, and it's a like a cupcake place. They have a French restaurant sort of like thing. So they sell French fries that are like fresh made in the mall, like you don't ever get right. Like they're like fresh cut fries, mm-hmm. super good. And they sell like burgers and all the stuff. So uh, one day uh, we all went to a movie like right after work, and we get there. Um, Amanda had snuck in like some uh, champagne or whatever, so she and Obim were like drinking champagne. We all go to this Toot Sweet. They get like full on meals of like burgers and fries and stuff. And Obima has like the biggest yeah. purse I've ever seen. So they put it in there and it's like all like settled or whatever. And we get in the theater. It was we watched Get Out. We went to Get Out. And we walked in. The theater's already dark. We had reserved seats. We walk in and, like, sit down. And we open this up. And the smell of french fries and burger just, like, <laughs> fill the entire immediate area of where we're at. I could just tell, like, everybody's just like, what the fuck? But we were just giggling and eating our food. It was a good time. So bold enough, I guess. You're taking, like, the burger wrapper and, like, throwing yeah. it across the, <laughs> the thing, hitting people in the head with it. Also, it sounds like Toot Sweet is a place you would go, like, if you were real gassy and you had to, like, get it out of your system. <laughs> You like go rent a toot sweet for like three minutes. See, I just go for it. I like that. It's like a little fart room, a toot sweet. Yeah, I went the other way. I went like uh, uh, if your if your toots are so bad, (laughs) you can sweeten them up. Toot sweet. (laughs) And if you had like if there was a group of you. There was a group of you, and you were all ate like a, a gassy meal, but you weren't done like at the mall. You could go, and you could all get like a collective room or whatever, and they would say, uh, Fisher, shardy of five. 
Nailed it. <laughs> Almost didn't get that. Oh, I liked it. That was good. Oh, oh boy. Man. So yeah, we're talking about Ready Player <laughs> One. <laughs> oh, movie theater experience. So what, movie yeah, theater experience. Yeah. Okay. So this was the first 3D movie that I went to in a long time. I'm in the theater. Uh, it's fine. I have a good seat. Uh, I'm all by myself as well. There's no one next to me on either side, so that was good. Uh, it wasn't really that packed at all because it went kind of early at five, you know, thirty-ish. Um, I'm sitting in the theater. Um, first off, uh, my trailers were not in 3D. So this this theater is one mm-hmm. of the best I've found in Houston, um, outside of Alamo, um, which is just so far out. Um, so it's one of the like the best presentation wise, but they don't mask their theaters right. Like they just do like the you know, black bars, like a letterbox on your TV would do, like a, a white, really white screen mm-hmm. movie would. Uh, they don't really mask it properly. Even though they have the curtains to do that, they don't do it for some reason. So it looks a little shittier. Uh, but it's still, like, nicer. Um, and their, like, their sound and all that stuff is really good. So it's it's better overall. But I've, you know, had some experiences there that are not that great. Uh, and one of them being that I went in, like, sometimes their trailers will be all weird, like, the way that they're fitting in the screen because they have, like, a really widescreen movie and they don't, like, crop things right again for that. But I'm going through, and right. I, you know, there's like eight fucking trailers, and seven of them are not in 3D. And I was like, half of the experience of going to see a 3D movie is seeing snippets of other little snippets of other movies in 3D. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to see that, and so I was really disappointed in that. So I finally had one, which is Infinity War, uh, and it was it was oh, cool. Yeah. Me too. Uh, but I felt like maybe I haven't seen the 3D movie in a while, but it felt like really like the the paper people um, off of the screen. It didn't really feel like depth. Oh, yeah. It just felt like people were like cutouts. Um, so, and it was hard in a trailer for that cause it's so fast paced with the editing and stuff. So, um, so part of the, also with, with 3d though, your eyes need to adjust to it. So the, the trailers are, are, you know, getting your eyes adjusted before the movie starts. Um, so that's part of the idea. So, um, I only get one, mm-hmm. you know, two minute trailer to do that. First off, they go into the movie and I had read an interview right before the movie about how Spielberg, um, did make sure that they like, even like amped up the 3D and the Oasis, all of those scenes, to make it look look really like VR and 3D. But in the real world, he actually dialed it back down a whole lot so that it wouldn't... Like, you'd really see that juxtaposition. And he was like, yeah. I don't really need the, the real world to look 3D. I want it to kind of look like just like a regular world. Um, so the yeah. movie starts, like, in... I, I think it shows some of the Oasis in the beginning, maybe, but it, it starts, like, in the real world. And I was like, yeah. it doesn't really look that 3D. And, like, I kept, like, taking my glasses off and, like, looking at it. It wasn't that blurry. So I was like, okay, well... Maybe like really kick in when they go to the Oasis, and they get to the Oasis, and I was like, I'm really not seeing any 3D here. So I take my glasses off, and I just watched the last 10 minutes of the movie without glasses on, because that movie is not in fucking 3D, Brent. I went to a 3D screening that they did not show the correct movie yet. Holy shit. So the only 3D movie... (laughs) Did you go and say, I paid for this. (laughs) Movie Pass paid for this. So, yes, going back to, I have this Movie Pass thing, which I probably shouldn't have used in the 3D movie at all. But I go and complain about it. So I have to leave this theater three times oh to go God. complain about this. So there are three different sections of this movie that I have not seen. Uh, I tried quiet moments. I tried to go quickly. I went out, though. The teenager working the ticket taker thing does not care. Didn't seem to know, not even know what 3D or what movies were. He looked so confused when I said it wasn't in 3D. <laughs> he looked at his paper. He looked up at the, the marquee, and it said 3D on both. And he was like, I don't know what this guy's talking about. And I was like, no, I know it's a 3D. It says 3D, but you're not actually showing the 3D movie. You're showing the 2D version of this movie. Like, I had to really, like, lay it all out there. And he was like, uh, okay. And I was like, okay? Like, you're going to do something? And he was like, okay. 
So I went back and sat down. Another 10 minutes. Nobody does anything. I leave again. I see a guy, like a, another teenage like, kid in a theater watching the screen. And then another guy walk up in a suit with earpieces on. And I'm like, all right, cool. Are you guys here for the, th- for the screen? And they were like, what? And I was like, the 3D. And they were like, what? And I was like, it's not in 3D. And they both looked at me like I was crazy, looked at the screen, which was clearly not in 3D. And they just go, huh. And I was like, what? <laughs> Who is running this place? Wait, maybe it was like movie theater cosplay. Oh, they didn't actually like work there. I like there. that idea. Well, so one of the guys mm-hmm. was not – the guy with the earpiece took that out, and he was like, I'll go find a manager. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Why does he have an earpiece? <laughs> uh, so it turned out uh, they, they did these little cards when we got out of the theater to rate the movie. Um, so you could like say like why did you come? It was like director, actors, plot. Uh, what would you rate the movie like mm-hmm. A through F? That kind of stuff. It was, it was fun. Like, how, what's your age and whatever. Um, so that was what he was doing. So he went and got a manager. But nobody still fixed anything. Nobody did anything. So I go out a third time, uh, the Coke time, when I had to go to the bathroom. And I, I found another uh, manager. And uh, You drug a manager into the bathroom? I took him in there. And I said, you? I got to go, but let's talk. Uh, no, and I talked to that kid again. And I was like, is anybody doing anything with this? A manager overheard me. And he was like, yeah, we can't really do anything now. It is what it is. We are showing the 2D movie on accident. Uh, we're going to give rain checks out in the hallway when everybody's done. And I was like, totally cool with that. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'm still really disappointed. I didn't get to see this in 3D. I might go back. I have a rain check now uh, just to see it because okay. I, I really want to see what it looked like. So unfortunately, I will need to rely on you to tell me uh, how that all worked out. So <laughs> I know. It. Man, what a journey. Like you tried uh, to go see 3D. Yeah. Like you never go see 3D. You tried to do it yeah. once. And then. Well, and then. Know, they said, do not let this man watch 3D movies. And they, had that uh, sign. they were adamant about it. They had it. that sign up front. <laughs> Don't let this man see 3D movies. I bought a ticket to the, like, we can't show anybody a 3D movie then. We got to show that in 2D, even though you bought a ticket. So it's a wide ranging of They could have used a more, a more tasteful photo than you. <laughs> <laughs> than you, like, mid-chew oh, man. Uh, when your mouth is so, full. You know, Amanda, so. too, was like, afterwards when I came home and I was complaining about it, she was like, well, what about everybody else in the theater? And I was like, yeah, I was the only one to complain I kept looking next to me. There was an entire row of people next to me. All of those motherfuckers had their glasses on the entire time. It's like people <laughs> people were just like, they were told it was 3D, so they just went with it. And then there was one guy I heard in the, when I told them that, when I gave rain checks out, there was one guy that I heard afterwards that was like, man, I thought that wasn't in 3D. But he also watched <laughs> that entire thing, like, darker than it should have been. Like, basically what pissed me off is, like, their presentation is already kind of crummy. And mm-hmm. now they made people watch a movie with, like lenses on that makes that that presentation look muddy and it wasn't even like compensated with 3d that's supposed to be brighter and stuff to make that you know work uh so all these people watched you know a movie with shit on their face and you know they can't really see a proper movie and so i was like kind of pissed about it um but the rain check you know it works it's cool um i was just like why is nobody like helping me why why wouldn't anybody talk to us Uh, do something just do something (laughs) So it really pissed me off. I missed some of the scenes. Uh, I'll try to remember them. Maybe you can like fill me in a little bit. Um, they're, they're quieter moments, so it's not a huge deal. But, yeah. but uh, it's so distracting. I was I basically for the first half of the movie, I was not really present for it. You know, like I was in and out. I was only like half paying attention. Like it was just too distracting. Um, to, you know, to see that it wasn't 3D. So. I love it if you, as you were like looking around the people and just like getting furious that everybody else has their glasses on. There's one guy that was just like reaching out to the screen. It's like, wow. <laughs> really selling it. <laughs> Man, that'd be really funny. Maybe that was, 
Maybe that was the theater manager. He's like, I know I can squash this. I'll just pretend like I am having an, an incredible 3D oh, experience. He's like, if I just act like it, everybody else will get into it. Super weird. So that was my uh, my wonderful, once again, wonderful the, uh, theater experience. So, Well, before we jump into spoilers, should uh, should we go over whether or not we, we like the film? Yeah. Um, okay. Just some, some non-spoilers things overall. Um, mm. I I really dug it. Um, I don't think it was... Um, I, I'll have to watch it a few more times, I think. Um, my issues mm. a lot stem from reading the book and then going into the movie. So I'm really curious to, to see what you felt about just watching it, uh, not having read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have liked it a lot more had I not read it. It's it's so like truncated, uh, like they have to do, but... Yeah. Um, and some of the things, like, you know, the writer of the book was involved in that, so he was a part of that, and that's cool. And they, I read some interviews with him as well about how they, like, had to shorten things. Because um, in the book, like, um, you might have a, a task where someone has to play a video game for six hours, is, like, the way he said it. Oh, wow. And it's and in the book, he's, like, he can spend, like, half a chapter on that and make it really exciting and even more, like, nerdy because it'll be, like, stuff I don't even know. Um, but, uh, right. you know, like, he'll go, like, really in-depth about, like, secrets in there or whatever. Um, but in the movie, he's like, that's not going to play. So they'll do like a car chase instead or something or like a car race or whatever instead. So um, I get that. Um, but it was a lot of the things I, I I haven't read the book in a while. I don't remember a lot of the beats. Um, I'm, I'm curious to reread it now uh, again. But um, that was a, a, a big part of my issue. But um, I definitely liked the movie a whole lot. It was a hell of fun. I had the biggest kid smile on my face uh, during so many scenes where I was just, like, mm-hmm. super stoked to see what I, what was going on on screen. Like, it, it was just a, a phenomenal thing to get everybody together, all the rights and everything they needed to get together. Um, and I, I, I feel, too, I would have to watch this movie a thousand times to get all the Easter eggs that are in it. Like, there's so <laughs> yeah, many fucking characters. Like, a battlefield I think there's of a, a thousand a, characters, you know? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. A battlefield a battle toads. Yeah. Um, I know, you're like, you love yeah, them. I, <laughs> oh, my God, it's so exciting to see them. Um and, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of rewatchability yeah. in that just for, like, the cameos or whatever. Um, the, the overall story uh, I liked. I you know, had a good idea of what it was going uh-huh. into it, you know. Um, so, and it, it is that, yeah. you know. Um, I do like the, uh, the way that, uh, that the players have to get the keys. Mm-hmm. I think that's really inventive and, uh, and smart. Yeah. Um, it's not just like, we well, have to go here and fight this guy and then, then you get oh, a key yeah. or whatever. It's like, it's like an actual like puzzle you mm-hmm. kind of have to figure out. Yeah. It's really and, fun. Like that. Um, yeah. And man, uh, the, they're dinosaurs in this movie, <laughs> uh, or, or one dinosaur in this movie. So I it's, know. uh, you know, there's, there's some other characters in there that, uh, that I liked, but I don't want to spoil yeah. that yet because I think, uh, part of the, the pleasure of this movie is going in and seeing all these characters show up and you're like, Oh, holy shit. It's you yeah. know, this character or that character or whatever. Um, it, it, it seemed a little bit weird to me that, uh, Steven Spielberg directed mm-hmm. this. Like, I wonder if he was like, Oh yeah, we need to put Ryu from uh, street fighter in there. <laughs> like, does he know who's, does he know what a street fighter <laughs> is? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, a ton mm-hmm. of fun. Um, and, uh, definitely worth watching yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, God, there's one other... Oh, I was going to say, I remember uh, what I did get to pay attention to in the beginning. Um, uh, I realized... I was trying to pay attention more to it, but I realized a bunch of the trailers seemed to be from, like, the very early part of the movie. 
Um, like like the huge battle stuff. Like I'm not really trying to spoil it all or whatever, but the huge battle stuff mm-hmm. in the trailers um, that they show like all those characters fighting each other uh, is mostly from that <laughs> yeah. beginning. Like the very like one of the, one of the very first things you see, which I thought was really cool because. There are entire segments of the movie, like large chunks of the movie that they did not mention at all. And that's really fun because the trailers, I was worried that they were going to give a lot away. And then when I was watching it, I was like, I think I just watched like 75% of the trailer in the first like 10 minutes of this movie, which is phenomenal. So I thought they did a really good job with that. That's always really surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that they left a lot of that that stuff on the table uh, when you actually like watch the movie. Um, But yeah, I thought that that it uh, was good. It was cool. So you want to get into some, some spoilers? Yes, yeah, so spoiler from this point Excellent. forward. Um, so so I, I put a note about book versus movie. I'm just going to uh, kind of throw those in where I remember them or where I'm questioning things uh, throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, like the book is pretty much the same story. They just change uh, mostly like the tasks that are involved, I guess. Um, and they, they kind of like change some of the things that characters do um, or, or maybe like consolidate some things, whatever. Um, and again, it's been a while since I've read the book. I've read it twice but it's been um, maybe a couple years, I guess, since the last time I read it. So um, there's some things that I even like, I was like, I don't remember that in the book. And then afterwards, like reading stuff online, I was like, nope, apparently that was in the book. So uh, I was like, oops, <laughs> or like a different character might have done it or something. So, uh, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, I thought this movie was cool. Um, it was that, that scene I was talking about in the beginning, that, that fight scene or that battle was really cool because it was um, mostly in the trailers, but it was like, it wasn't really a battle in the for like the plot. It was just like a generic battle, like a Halo open online battle uh, that just happens to have like mm-hmm. all these characters involved and stuff. And so it was fun. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, and- like all of those, all that yeah. stuff that you saw in there uh, in the trailers was just like this random like these people were just fighting like anybody fights online today uh, for through their video games or whatever. So that was cool to see. Yeah. Um, but it was a spectacle, man. That was really fun. It was. Uh, the, the other characters I was excited to see that I didn't want to spoil for anyone is uh, the, the Ninja Turtles are yeah. in this. And uh, even though it was the, the new mm-hmm. Michael Bay-produced Turtles, uh, I still I, I still peeped a little <laughs> when I saw them. You know... Uh, it was very exciting for me. It would have been fun. I, I, I saw one of them, and then I saw, like, one more. I think there was all four of them, though, but I only really, mm-hmm. like, caught two because everything was just so fast. Um, it was, yeah. That was the other thing. Like, uh, it's it, it's definitely rewatchability, but in the theater is almost like overwhelming. But it'll be fun on on rewatch uh, to like break that down and everything. And I'm sure a lot of people will go online and show all the you know who the characters were or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. and thinking about it now, since it, you can be whatever, I wish they would have done like four different versions of what we've seen in the Ninja Turtles. Like one could have been like straight like '80s cartoon. One could have been like the the '80s movie version, and like one the new movie version or whatever. Like I wish they would have had like all of them there. That would have been fun. Yeah. So you have a a uh, a choice choice selection of yeah of turtles there. Yeah. The different ways you see them and stuff. But yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I mean, it's cool yeah. to see them. I just not really into the new Ninja Turtles, but um, mm-hmm. it was still when they popped up. I was still excited. I knew you would be pumped for it. So oh man, who else you got? I was pumped. The, the only one I I really saw was Donatello because, like you said, it just happens so, yeah. so quickly and. The, the the problem with 3D is when you do scene Ooh. changes that rapidly, your eyes have to adjust yeah. to the like depth perception yeah. so quickly, and it's just like they almost rolled right out of my skull. Yeah, it was hard to hard to keep track. Well, of. they were there were some moments in the when I was watching it in 2D that I was like, "Whoa, that was so fast!" That in 3D, I bet that was insane. Like to keep track of everything with all the characters involved. So yeah, yeah. I bet that was yeah. yeah I could see that. Um, there was also uh, in that final battle. 
Um, there was uh, we saw Spawn uh, briefly. Oh, that's again, fun. another like quick like whip pan. Uh-huh. We saw Spawn uh, and Batgirl was in it. Nice. Uh, we've seen Harley Quinn and the Joker uh-huh. before. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean those are those are uh, pretty big characters. It's, it's cool uh, to see them in there. Sorrento, the bad guy. His mm-hmm. uh, VR character was that anything that you know? Okay, I was going to ask you about this uh-huh. and how it displayed in, in the in the book um, mm. or how it was laid out in the book. Um, he mm. looks exactly like Superman. <laughs> so, That's what I, I thought. I, I, yeah, yeah, he's got the spit curl. He's got like the he's like step out of the the comic page version of Superman. And I was expecting him to um, to like pull off his like suit and have like a like a black Superman costume oh, on underneath it or whatever. But yeah. uh, he never did, so it was it was just a little bit weird. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if, if somebody's going to have their own online personality, you, you're going to do whatever you want. Yeah. You're going to look as badass as you want. So I guess it makes sense that he would do that. He looked like Superman to me, but like an evil Superman or whatever. And yeah. then I, I looked it up online and someone said like uh, Bizarro Superman was like what they thought he was or something. Oh, well, Bizarro. Oh, God. Bizarro is <laughs> like a whole, a whole podcast. <laughs> but he's like, he's got like uh, milk white skin and his the S on his chest is backwards and uh, the, oh, okay. the colors on his costume are darker. And be a lot uh, most prominently, he speaks in reverse. Oh, like, shit. Not like if you played a tape backwards, but like, uh, like good is bad, black is white, up is down, those type of things. Uh-huh. So... It would be very fucking confusing <laughs> as fuck to read in a comic. It'd be super confusing in a in a movie. But he didn't he didn't look like him either for this. Like you wouldn't say that he would. You right. really thought that was a bizarre. Superman oh no! Yeah, no, no, okay. no. It just looked like a Superman on a bad day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to find what he was in the book. I don't remember um, if they really mentioned it. So I think he, they might have changed that for the movie. Uh, okay. I'm not positive though. Uh, that'd be that's another fun thing. I'd love to go kind of look at again. Well, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because nobody sees themselves as the villain, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it would make sense that he would see himself as, like, the greatest superhero of all. You know, yeah. if you had to, like, pick an avatar to represent you, yeah, you yeah. know, in, in a virtual reality world, you know? Could be that, yeah. Uh, I did think it was funny that he, in the movie, he has his password written on a torn <laughs> piece of paper, like, sitting in that virtual uh, reality chair. It was uh, essentially Boss Man 69 it was eight zero five five or eight zero five five man six nine, and I was like, "Wow, that's." Uh, <laughs> and when I it when it first funny. flashed on screen, I didn't get to read the whole thing I know, entirely. I, know. I thought it was uh, eight zero zero eight man, so I thought it was like boob man. I thought it was 69. boobies. Yeah. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> okay. Whenever they were talking about how they found it, or whatever, and they like spell it out, uh, I thought they were spelling out. I thought it was like eight zero zero eight. Uh, whatever, like, I think they're going to do that. That's super funny. Yeah. Probably best they didn't, uh, but yeah, it was funny. It, it was weird that he couldn't just remember his password. Like, okay, he's the boss of his company. Okay. He, he is, gender specifically, he is a man. And uh, 69, he's he's a douchebag as well. So he, he could have remembered 69. Yeah, I mean, so. it, once he saw it, it's like, that's pretty easy, though. So I don't know why you're having an issue with that. <laughs> yeah, if it was just like a random mix of various <laughs> characters, you know, yeah. it'd be one thing. But uh, yeah. It's totally funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I tried to look more on there. Yeah, I can't find it, but uh, but yeah, I liked I like to see all the different people that they chose. Uh, one of the things too, I was going to say is the look of the movie. I was I was curious again for the 3D, um, but in the trailers, I was wondering how like Wade in, in particular, like his skin is kind of like a like an Android skin, like a digital looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the trailers, I I wasn't playing that well on TV. I think that I was like, it all looks like so CG, and in the book, it 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 more portrays it that it's like real life. 
um, that it looks like that's the whole point is that it looks like real life. So um, I was like, why would you, why would they look so digital? But it's like in the movie, it plays off really well. Like it all looks like really high quality. And there are yeah. scenes in the movie where they look like real life. But it's like, that's the point is like nobody wants to because why would you when you could be yeah. whatever? you wouldn't look like your normal self or any normal self. So um, I thought that played off way better than I expected it to in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. So applause to the uh, content creators and stuff of that um, for the 3D and, or not for the 3D, through the, the CG uh, for making them look like really good. And then the story-wise too, it just, it just worked. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. There was, um, the, the, the character designs were like all over the place, like in a yeah. good way. Like it, it, it seemed like, these were designed by different people all mm-hmm. over the world, you know. Um, there was yeah. one character in a in a group shot that had uh, it was just like a essentially a guy in a suit, but his head was a like two dimensional like smiley face emoji oh, yeah. essentially. That's right. And uh, yeah, so it was yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah, the they, they went through all of that. Um, uh, the uh, <laughs> one thing that I thought was weird was that like haptic suit that oh, yeah. uh, that he gets in it. Um, I thought that was cool uh-huh. overall. And I like that it was, um, like it was, it was like a full like body leotard that uh, that Wade gets. Mm-hmm. But um, Sorrento, when he's got one, he's got like it's like armor plating. It, yeah. it almost looks like like SWAT gear in yeah, a way yeah. that's strapped on. But he's got it like a separate like cod piece. I know, <laughs> like on his crotch. I'm like that crotch sensor in that that particular like. Ensemble, uh-huh. that's for fucking right. Like, <laughs> we're all, going in there we all like, know it. We're just not saying it, right? <laughs> yeah, going in there like crushing some ass. Um, I thought that too because they he gets kicked in the nuts in the game and then it hurts him and they rip he rips it off or like someone helps him rip it off. And I was like, yeah. So if you're going to battle, then why did you put that on? That's for sexy time. We all get it. It's fine. That was Wait, funny. What though. was he going to do to Wade after <laughs> he defeated him? He was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, f- <laughs> roll over. <laughs> um, I um, I thought this movie was it was good, like I said, but I thought mm-hmm. like the dialogue seemed clunky at times. Yeah. Like it just it just seemed weird, and I thought some of the shots seemed odd as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the the scene where um, in the real world where um, this is a I, I like Toshiro I think is mm-hmm. his his real world name. Uh, he, he's Daiso in in uh, in the what is it called? <laughs> uh, and the Oasis. The yeah, Oasis, Daito, yeah. yeah. Daito, yeah. Um, he, uh, they like come across um, Samantha in the mm-hmm. real world and he like gets out of the, the van that they're driving around in and he like stops and he like slowly like walks up to her. She has no idea who he is mm-hmm. and he, it's just like very clunkily introduces yeah. himself I as Toshiro. You know me as Daito and come with me and it just seemed it was, weird yeah i, I noticed also, that same scene yeah yeah uh-huh. and there was also a uh, a part where um after wade's uh aunt dies mm. he's talking to um he's talking to sorrento i think it was like on on the vr thing we had to like mm-hmm. tap the prism or whatever he said uh you killed my mom's sister why wouldn't he just say you killed my aunt like, People online were talking about that. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's a weird choice. Like, we have a term for that. I know. You know? The only thing I can think of is he was like, I do not accept her as part of my family. I just live on her washing machine. But <laughs> she I is can my see mom's that, sister. But he was like, he he was like running to like try to save her. That's true. Yeah, there you go. And, and he's trying to call her. her. Yeah, like, so, so clearly sense. he cared about her at least a little bit. Yeah. So, like, I could see if it was like, 
you killed my boss's nephew or something yeah. like that. Like, so, like we don't have an, a, a short term for that, but yeah, it's a, it was weird. That is weird. Um, yeah, there was some. I I really liked this movie, but I didn't love it. Uh, where I would say that I loved the book, and yeah. um, I'm curious on rewatch what I'll think of it more. But uh, and that's kind of how uh, Danny he texted after they watched it too, and uh, my brother and uh, they thought. Uh, I, I think he said he he liked it a lot. I think is how he said it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious to actually like talk to him about it and see what he thought. But. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some moments that were a little off. Some that were like brilliant, and then some that uh, were a little off. Um, I think Spielberg did a really good job with it, and some things I'm like, only he could have done this. Uh, but then others, I'm like, yeah, but only he would have tried it, and maybe another director just would have gone a different way, and I would have mm-hmm. been curious for that. Um, and one of the things that I missed from the book versus the movie, because I don't really want to spoil the book for a lot of people, too, if they want to read it. Um, I'll mention a few things, but not really like the overall, but... Um, one of the things from the book is there's a lot more quiet moments. Like if, if you have a, a half a chapter dedicated to someone playing a video game for six hours, part of that is like internal dialogue where they're trying to figure out why they're there or what they're, what they're trying to do with the task. Um, there's a lot of that stuff. They do like voiceover in the movie and you get a good sense of that, but there's not a whole lot of like breathing room in the movie. Um, it's like pretty much once it starts, like, and in the book too, they, they, once they start, they find stuff pretty rapidly, but it, it takes like months versus this feels like days. Um, yeah. and it might actually be days that they find it after like five years of nothing. It's so rapid fire. And, um, so I feel like there could have been some more like character building moments that we missed out on. And I don't know how that, how well that played out. Like, uh, what would you say like plot wise or like timing wise? Did you feel like it was all good? Was there like too much action or like, did you like how it all played out? Did you get enough like character building sense? Um, yeah, I mean for like, uh, for the most part, like some of the, the side characters that we meet later mm-hmm. uh, in, in the real world, um, they're, they were just kind of like his friends. You yeah. know, I don't really know much about the uh, uh, the two other people. Um, we we get just kind of like a brief glimpse of uh, of H mm-hmm. um, in the in the real world. I mean, we see what she looks like, sure. but and, and she genuinely seems like uh, spoiler alert uh, H is a she. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we know that, uh, she is Wade's best friend mm-hmm. and we can see that set up like earlier in the movie, Yeah, but the other two, uh, the other two characters, they don't really get a whole lot of time to shine. Yeah. They really but get I, I don't know if that's, movie. is there anything explored further in the book? Yeah. And the, in the book, they really play up this high five thing where they're, they're like international celebrities for like a while because of this. Oh really? Um, so like Daito and Shoto are like. Friends, I think, is all you really know. Like, they just, they battle together or whatever in the Oasis. Like, I think it's all people really know about them. And then, um, but they all kind of, like, they, they, they crack the code on their own, too. Like, it kind of plays out, like, in the movie where um, Artemis is, like, right behind Wade. Uh, in a similar sense, it's a different way that they find the, the goals, whatever. But, like, they're around the same thing. Um, and then I think he tells H how to do it. But then Daito and Shoto, like, do it on their own. And then, like, I think there's, like, parts where, like, they meet, like, in secret, like, chat rooms in the Oasis together. Um, like it, it really like expands their story and all of theirs. Um, and then like they meet up in the real world later on or whatever and a lot kind of stuff. So that, that was a big part of it. Yeah. My question is like, you don't really get a sense of them at all in the movie. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, otherwise I I thought the pacing was fine. Cool. Um, it probably doesn't have as many, uh, um, as many character building moments Mm -hmm. as would be in the book, but I mean, that's the difference between a, a novel sure. and a, <laughs> like a two hour movie. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, um, 
uh, overall, you know, I, th- I thought the, the characters were, were pretty well portrayed. Cool. Okay, that's um, good to hear, because to me it was like, man, I'm missing so much stuff, but I, I felt like a person that hadn't read the book would be like, this is totally fine, like any other movie mm-hmm. or whatever, so I'm glad to know that. Yeah, so. yeah I didn't feel, feel lost at all. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Superman... <laughs> Avatar was the only thing that threw me off because I was yeah. like, uh, I'm expecting him to rip his shirt open and have like a, <laughs> a like a black ass or whatever. Yeah. But uh, nope, nope, just a Superman in a I know Superman yeah. a su- looking like Clark Kent without his glasses <laughs> on. Cool. Oh, cool. Speaking of, uh, they did some really inventive stuff in this that was really fun. Like when she puts the uh, Clark Kent glasses on Wade to change his mm-hmm. appearance and actually changes his hair took like Clark, Clark Kent. I was like, that was really fun. And it was really like when she took him off and the way it like ripped away from his face. Oh yeah. Um, yeah that was cool. The effect was really cool. That was awesome. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff like that. And then later on, um, when it's, I think it's Daito who changes into a Gundam and fuck. Yeah. The way that they did that, I was like, I, I'm not into anime and stuff. And like the way that they do that, uh, and you know, like anime cartoons, uh, is not really appealing to me, but and I've never thought of how you could transfer that into like a live action, but holy fucking shit! I was like, I would watch this movie. It looks so cool. <laughs> yeah. It does. Oh yeah. my god! It was so neat. Yeah. That was that was one of my favorite parts. Was like the the literal giant in battle where we've got the Iron Giant, we've got uh, the Gundam, yeah, and they're both like going up against Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, I was like, holy shit! <laughs> that that looks cool. so badass. Yeah, that whole scene was really badass. Uh, that fight yeah. was quite spectacular. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, there were a lot of good characters in this. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the, the cameos I thought were cool, but I think my choice for favorite character in this movie has to go to the pizza hut delivery drone at the beginning <laughs> of this movie. Yeah. Which is, it's all I would want from like, if you could tell me, or if you asked me what paradise would look like, Pizza Hut delivery drone would be would be there. Number one, yeah, I like number it too. one. It was so smooth that it just like pulls up like his apartment. And he has like a tray, like it was like an upside down like garbage can lid, mm-hmm. uh, like on his balcony, and it just like kind of just like plopped over and slid out the pizza on there. And he was like, "Cool!" Like it wasn't like this sort of like clunky thing like how I imagine it would be today if they tried that, where it's like trying to like put it, place it down right and like where do you go for it? And everything. like it seemed like it was like lived in. <laughs> it would drop it like. Half of it would fall up, on, like fall on the floor, and the other half would like fall on top of that yeah. that side of it, and then would like smash into your garage, and then it would <laughs> clumsily fly off. And you get like uh, one piece, yeah. one good piece out of it. Yeah, <laughs> worth it. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was uh, was awesome. Yeah, and totally matter of cool. fact, when the guy got his pizza and like turned and and like went inside his house, he was like, "Pizza's here" or whatever. And then the camera kept panning. I was like, "No, we're we're leaving the pizza. <laughs> Let's follow that pizza." This is the most compelling character, <laughs> right at the very beginning. Yeah, that was funny. Um, and that was at the the beginning of the movie, so the rest of it went downhill rapidly for me. Ah, there you go. Glitter. Yeah. Uh, no. uh, but also, speaking of the opening, uh, the music that opened uh-huh. this movie was "Jump" by Van Halen, yeah. which was so fun uh-huh. hearing those like synths. Oh, open it was the great. Movie. Yeah, I, perfect. I think it was like in the trailers too, right? Yeah, I think it was in there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a nice little uh, little callback to those trailers. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, or or uh, maybe the trailers were a, a call forward, Ooh. call waiting for the movie. <laughs> Damn, that was good. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we get We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. That's what kicks yes. off the, the epic fight scene towards oh the end, God. which is awesome. I got shivers just now. We're thinking about it because I got shivers oh, in the feet over that so happens. Good. Yeah. You I hear those drums. Yeah. hear those drums kick in. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, They're probably happening right now it, on the podcast, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, and then uh, the closing song, You Make My Dreams by Hall Notes. <laughs> it's fantastic. Just yet another uh, fun movie that ends with Hall Notes. There you go. Just, oh, wait, no, I guess this will be the first one. Uh, okay, yeah, it's, I was thinking of Deadpool ending that way, but that was George Michael. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, my mistake. No, that's all right, because Hollow Notes, that song is in a lot of things, and I love that song. Uh, I thought it was kind of, this. that was kind of weird when it came on. I didn't expect it, um, but it, I liked it. Um, and uh, it also makes me think that uh, that project, the Walk of Life project, I want to try that now on this, because I, <laughs> I bet it would work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quick side note, uh, when I was younger and I w- had to run for, for anything, like in like gym or whatever, I would always say, all right, I'm getting ready to haul oats. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, such perfect, like young Brent. I love that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> did, you, like, my, did a my... coach ever hear that or like a teacher? And they're like, no, this fucking no. kid. I, I didn't talk to adults. I still don't. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Um, and then uh, my, my final note here, um, and I, I just tried to quickly jot down notes when I, when yeah, I got home cool. last night. Uh, my final note is the shining scene for that oh, second key. Yeah. I had no idea that was that's going what to be I was talking in the about. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I figured as much. So, man, it, it was so exciting to, to see that. It was phenomenal, right? That scene was great. Oh, um, man, it was so good. Uh, so Spielberg, too, like that, that Gundam scene I was talking about, it wasn't just the effects, but the, the way that he shot it felt like an anime. Like they, they would go like – when he's like transforming in the air, and then like you would mm-hmm. like you'd like rush with him like down to the the Mecha Godzilla and all that stuff, and um, it looked like an anime. Like he filmed it that way, and I, that's the kind of Spielberg yeah. stuff that I'm like I don't know that many people could really pull off, but it was like oh so good. The Shining mm-hmm. as well. When they first show up there in the movie, it's like the the film grain changed, and I noticed it. I know that's like not something that many people really notice, I guess, but. Um, it, I don't know how they did that. It looked like they would have to do like digitally, like recreate that hotel and everything. But mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't put put it past Spielberg to actually get the cameras that Kubrick had directed that movie and like film oh, yeah. those scenes that way or something. Because and then like place his characters in there digitally or whatever. Because he, uh, what I read about this too is like he's a huge Kubrick fan, and that's like his idol. So or one of his idols. So. Um, this was like an homage to him, which is really cool. But that whole scene is not in the book. Oh, so really? all of that's new. In the book, they do war games, the movie War Games with Matthew Broderick. Oh, okay. And that that movie, though, it's like about uh, – War Games is a great movie if no one's ever seen it. But uh, that movie is about like um, early on in like the 80s where Matthew Broderick is like, can like hack into things. And he thinks he's like playing around, but he like actually hacks into like a government computer that controls – uh, it's like NORAD or whatever. It's like it controls like the nuclear weapons in the world or the United States at least. So um, there's like a part in the movie where like uh, uh, he has to play chess against this computer, and it's like for like is the world gonna blow up though? And so in the and the book for Ready Player One, that's kind of how it plays out. It's like he has to go like do that movie and do that chess game or whatever, something okay. something to that effect. Um, but that would be a little bit more dull, I guess. You know, for a movie. Um, and then they were like, we just need a, a movie for them to go into and like do things with whatever. And so they chose The Shining. I totally did not see that. None of that was in the trailer. Uh, did not see that coming, you know. And oh my god, that whole scene, like the axe scene, when they're like, there's like a giant axe and the hedge mage, and then there's like the chick running around with her axe, and like, it was oh fucked god. up. It was cool. When when that uh, when that lady she like melted into like a zombie or whatever. Uh, 
and then she she had the axe and she like leapt at the screen or whatever. Yeah. I thought that looked so good in 3D. Oh, like yeah. the 3D for the most part was like kind of so so. I don't know okay. if it's just like the Warren's 3D is is not as good as other places, yeah. but um but that that scene in particular looked awesome. Oh man, I bet that would be cool. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and it was it was neat um because they they did it in such a way that H uh was the one that hadn't seen that movie. And H was the one, like, doing everything, like, going everywhere. And it was so perfect to, like, follow a character for, like, a really well-known movie um, in another movie where they're recreating that, but they don't know what's going on. And it was, like, it was just super fun to – it was so inventive for the movie. So that one, I I highly liked that change. Uh, Definitely think that was a good move. Um, But, yeah, totally unexpected. I did not not see that coming at all. So that was really fun. And it was so well done. God, I, I, I was in love with that scene. Yeah. Um, I was kind of confused by the, like, dancing or whatever uh-huh. at the end of that scene where, where uh, I can't think of her virtual reality name, but uh, Samantha. Artemis. Oh, Artemis, yeah. yeah. She, uh, she was, like, jumping on the zombies and finally got over to um, the, the blonde lady. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't remember her name, yeah. So I guess it, because she didn't, she seemed like she was uh, distressed to have to dance with all of these zombies. Uh-huh. Um, but... She, I. It seems like she, she could have just stopped. So she, <laughs> See, I, I don't think she could. That was the thing. She couldn't stop. Oh, really? They would just like trade her around. Oh, ooh, it's fucking ooh, yeah. Makers. Yep, gross. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a weird scene though. That that was like the task. Yeah. Like she has to like jump on all of them to get to her and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was cool with that. Uh. Overall. Um. But that yeah, the, the rest of the scene I think kind of elevated enough that I was like, I don't even care what the real task is. I guess at this point, it's just fucking fun to see it. So. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. with yeah, yeah, I get you. We'll yeah. there. Um, I like the uh, when uh, to get that first key. How we figured out he had to go in reverse, and then we like see underneath. Oh, that was cool. Like the the landscape or whatever, yeah. and you see there's like a platform that raises the T Rex up, mm-hmm. and and all of those different things. I thought that was that really was cool. handled really well. Yeah, I thought that was really cool because uh, that that again is a, a different thing in the book. There's no race in the book like that at all. So I thought that was really cool too. The race was really fun. Um, and I was glad where, where it got placed in the movie. I, I In the trailers, I wasn't sure if that was going to be, like, the last task. Like, mm-hmm. we have to race to this thing. I thought that was going to be stupid. Uh, so I was really uh, happily surprised when I got in the movie. And it was like, oh, this is known to be the first task, whatever, for a long time. Just nobody's ever figured it out. And so they all yeah. just go race it, like, every day or whatever. And so I thought that was really well played. Um, but I was like, in a digital world, you don't need to have, like, a staging area underneath it or whatever. But if you want to do an Easter egg... I was like, really, like Halliday just did it for funds, for funsies, yeah. as I like to yeah. say. Uh, he uh, he just did it, and it was so fucking cool, though. Like the effects for that uh, were very inventive. Again, it was so neat to see how they would, like raise the T Rex up uh, yeah. under the street and everything. And like you just seen that scene right before, like how it all plays out, and now you get to mm-hmm. see it like from below, from Wade's point of view. It was, it was yeah, that was really inventive and cool. Yeah, it went from like being like a wireframe of these different things yeah. to like being the like fully rendered by the time it, yeah. it reaches the top of it. I yeah, was trying so to yeah describe awesome. that wireframe. That's good. It's like it was like green, like green wireframe or whatever, yeah. like digital, like old school digital. Yeah, yeah, that was, was cool. Um, yeah, I I don't remember the first task really in the book. It's like a video game or something that he just plays. But uh, so I thought this, that was a good change for this one too. Um, I, I thought, but uh, yeah, that that scene was really was really neat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I realized I had nowhere to go. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just bailed. <laughs> you just open the door. The door. The door. Just roll right out of the car. Man. Open that door. Roll right out of the core. <laughs> um, I had a note on here that uh, Ernest Klein has said that he is working on Ready Player Two. Uh, I guess he has a uh, like a an outline ready to go, or, or maybe like a full transcript. But he's you know editing and stuff. But when he wrote Ready Player One and he registered the domain name for it. Um, he re- registered Ready Player Two and, and Three at the time because he thought he could, you know, have a full story. And I guess in that time, um, like before this was um, optioned for a movie in 2010, I think is when the options were bought. Like I think it was when the movie, the book was released, or right around then. Uh, but he was already starting to work on. Uh, like he already knew like he wanted to do like a trilogy eventually. And I guess he wrote the scripts for the movie and then was writing Ready Player Two concurrently. But he wanted to finish his ideas for Ready Player Two before the movie came out um, so that he wouldn't let it, like, influence, like, the changes wouldn't influence his book, and he wants it to be, like, a sequel to the book. But also, mm-hmm. like, he wanted, the, he said he wanted the movie to end in a way that it also led that there could be a sequel movie and that he was really happy with the way that Spielberg ended it. So um, they, like, match up, but it'll still be different, which is cool. So um, oh, yeah. I'm super stoked for that. I would love to see where this could go. Um, basically, he described it as, like, not rehashing the same thing, you know? Like, we have this really cool world that he built and we've done this stuff with the easter eggs and all that so it won't be like a rehash of that it'll be something new um this is idea at least and so i hope that plays out um and it'll be just something different in that world so that that seems really cool so do you think you could convince somebody that this is a sequel to wreck it ralph i think you could i bet you you probably convince people it's like expanded a little bit and like yeah and then ralph wrecks the internet coming out yep. i think later this year is like yeah. a sequel to that <laughs> they're like wow they had two sequels in one year <laughs> <laughs> they really i mean all, all aspects of them are really similar actually so um yeah it's just like there's no average like they're all like people in there uh i guess in wreck it ralph like they are just like the characters but in here like they're avatars instead but i can yeah. see that playing out um speaking yeah. of um super spoilers which obviously we are in on this but uh, at the end when he he meets uh halliday for the last time in halliday's like childhood bedroom um i got the sense and i did not get the sense in the book and this is one of the reasons i really am excited to read it again but i did not get the sense that halliday was still alive in any way but in the movie i i was seeing it as that was halliday he is no longer an avatar he has uploaded his mind to the oasis yeah, that's, so that's what I was him. thinking, that, too. Yeah, that's what you got, too? Yeah. Because they hint at it, but he's like, well, he's not alive or whatever. And he kind of just, like, smirks and, like, walks away with his, like, childhood self. And so I was like, man, I am totally down for the fact that he's actually still alive in the Oasis. Yeah. I think that's really cool. So I don't know if the book did that or not. I don't really remember. Who was uh, who was that actor? Uh, Mark Rylance. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I couldn't tell who it was. I kept thinking it was, like... Billy Crudup or, oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's funny. But, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, Spielberg's new muse. He did The Post. He did The uh, Bridge of Spies was the first one they did together. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's been around. His new muse. I was, I was like, <laughs> Spielberg saying, get naked. I want to paint you. <laughs> Mark Rodance is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just be in a movie? Yeah. Like, uh, let's just do that. Yeah, I liked him. Uh, oh, he was the the BFG as well. He played that character for uh, in the BFG. Oh. So. Um, big fucking giant. Yeah, yeah. The big fucking giant. Uh, so he's been in like four, like Spielberg's last four movies, I guess. Uh, Marvel Lance has always been there. 
Uh, that's, I guess, one of the only other things I would mention. Um, there's a lot of things, and, and again, not, not a lot of things I could say about this. Uh, we could go on forever, but I do want to kind of wrap it up. But uh, casting-wise, um, I was super excited whenever Simon Pegg was cast as oh, yeah. um, the like friend of Mark, of Mark Rylance. Um, uh, I can't remember his name in the movie. Um, Og. Just call me Og. Oh, yeah. That's um, right. yeah. He wasn't in it a ton, though. Uh, he's not in the book a ton either, but um, like he owns, you know, the club they go dancing at. Like that's Og's mm-hmm. club in the book, oh, okay. as far as I remember. Um, and he like invites them to come to that club, and then in the book, that club is like, uh, a no- and they might have mentioned that too in the movie. It's like a no weapon zone. Uh, like it's a place that he created that everybody in the Oasis could come to and, and party, but not have to worry about like zeroing out violence stuff. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So um, he's a little bit more in there, and he plays more in the end. Um, he also, like, they really, in the book, like, I really went with the Steve Jobs and Wozniak, uh, versions of these characters, so I imagine him mm-hmm. a lot more, like, plump and everything, um, yeah. and, uh, like, just a bigger dude overall. Um, they kind of aged him up, some in Peg in the movie, but, um, I also, Mark Rylance, when he was cast, I was like, okay, I don't really know who I would have cast, I don't remember, like, my book dream casting, like, if I had thought of one or not, but, um... I thought they, I, I, it was better. I thought it was better in the movie. Once I got into it, when I saw him in trailers, I wasn't really sold on it. Um, I really did see it as like kind of a Steve Jobs, like more like clean cut look to it. And he, um, even though it might have not even been like described that way, like it's just where my mind went. Um, and so in the in the movie when they portrayed him that way, I wasn't really sure. But in the when I actually saw it, I was cool with it. So um, yeah, I'm trying to think of who I would have if I would have rathered anybody like any other person there. But I mean, I thought he was good. So. Yeah, I mean, not having any context for that character, you know, just okay. watching the movie, um, I, I thought he was good. I actually kind of expected to see him more. Yeah, um, I thought he was going to turn out to be some type of like villain or whatever. Ooh, yeah. uh, but I'm glad that he he stayed stayed good. Yeah, um, and it was weird to hear him with an American accent. Oh yeah, like it, like I'm so used to hearing his his natural accent or uh-huh. even uh, like a Scottish accent when he plays Scotty, but um, it, it almost Wait, sounds what? like he's doing a oh Simon huh? Pegg. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the other guy. So I was like, "What is he talking about?" Uh, I was like, "When did when did Mark Rylance play Scotty?" That's so funny. Okay, I would. You don't remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, hearing hearing Simon Pegg with a uh, an American accent, it, it almost sounds like he's doing a totally different voice uh-huh. or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, like funny. if you did an English accent, you would still sound like Stephen doing an oh, okay, English yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he he sounds like I don't know if he's just like. It, it, I wouldn't have wouldn't have guessed. Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't even guess that he was the uh, the butler. I know uh, whatever that character's name was. <laughs> Someone online pointed out they were like, so he's a British actor who portrayed an English person who had a, a British accent, a fake British accent. I was like, oh, right, wow, yeah. the layers there, man. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't think yeah. he's the. I don't remember the butler twists in there either. Um, that's like, again. I, I'm excited to read the book because I've forgotten a lot of these things. So um, I know that he. There's like parts where he's like at the end. Um, there's like parts where he like he gets them together. I think is how it, how it works out. Like instead of like the resistance, like mm-hmm. garage or whatever that they're in, like he brings them to like his mansion at one point to like help them out. Like he's a little more like godfatherly. And I think later on it is revealed that he's like been helping them along, and you didn't know. But I don't remember uh-huh. it being like a that. I don't remember there being like everybody had access to Halliday's like files and all the stuff that he watched. But it was more like. And the book is portrayed like you have a, like a list of every movie he ever saw. You have a, a list of every album he ever bought or whatever or mentioned, and um, they all get ex- you know excited about that stuff because of that. But I don't remember there being like a yeah. real like venue you go to to like look up like a library or whatever. So 
Mm-hmm. I'm not positive. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, it was, again, if it was changed, whatever, it was a good change. I thought it worked really well in the movie with the butler and all that stuff, so. Is the, the one-up quarter, is that part of the, yes. the novel as well? That is okay. very integral, just like the movie. Uh, it's very integral to that plot. Um, okay. Which is kind of the same way, pretty much the same way. So, yeah. That was I, was, cool. I was very surprised to see that. I was like, oh, nice. It's I cool, knew the right? quarter was going to come back at a certain point. I know it. By that that far into the movie, yeah. I totally forgot, which I think is what they, they aim for. Yeah. You know, so. He yeah. was so, um, the butler was so insistent on giving him the quarter, and he kept tossing mm-hmm. it back, and he'd be like, nope, you got to take it. It's yours. I'm giving it to you. And I, I thought that was funny, but then, um, yeah, later on when it comes into play, it's like uh, people in my theater, there was someone that was like, oh, yeah. Like, they got, like, really excited mm-hmm. about it. It was really funny. Like, <laughs> they, they reached out, tried to grab it. <laughs> so That's the guy. That's when he did it. Um, that was like, it was like a, it was cool. It was like a nerdy, it was such a geeky, nerdy, like, exclamation when someone did that in my theater. Um, a, a few people did, actually. And then it was like, we all know what one-ups are. When, they, when it turned it over, they were just like, oh, man, yeah, one-ups. Like, it was really, it was fun. So, yeah, that was cool. That's awesome. I like that uh, that aspect of it. So, now that we're talking about it, actually, like, I am really want to go see it again. Um, and the theater, I was so distracted with the 3D and the, the non-3D and having to leave mm-hmm. so often. Um, and then, in general, just... Um, I ended up switching seats because the people next to me were teenagers and they were just, it was like, um, it wasn't too bad really. It was kind of subtle, but, um, and the trailers, like this one kid kept like pointing out everything he saw that he knew. And then in the movie, like there's so many things to see. And so he kept like whispering to his friend or brother, like, Oh, like, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot to look at. Please stop talking. So at one of the points that, that I left, I just walked back in and sat somewhere else because there wasn't anybody else around. Um, you just like extended your arm over and just flipped them off and you're like, look at that. <laughs> How about that one? Uh, and then I leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, I was so distracted, but, um, I feel like that kind of tainted my view of the movie a little bit. I wasn't quite as thrilled with it as I expected. But then later on, like I was saying, like I was smiling like a little kid, um, just so, so excited. Like when the Ninja Turtles came on or like when I'd see like mm-hmm. Chucky, when they start throwing Chucky around and it's like Chucky's <laughs> yeah. voice and everything. I was like, yeah. oh, this is tight, man. I was digging it. So yeah. <laughs> um, I, afterwards, it's one of the things I think I've mentioned on the podcast before is um, sometimes I'm, I know a movie has really hit me really well when I can't stop thinking about it for a few days afterwards. So I saw this on Thursday, mm-hmm. and all day yesterday I was so stoked to, to talk about it on the podcast with you. I was so excited to, to talk to Danny about it and um, all that stuff. And I kept thinking about all these scenes that I remembered from it. I was like, oh, I want to see that again. I want to see that again. And so, and then now, like talking about it now, I'm like so excited again. So, um, I think it's like, I think I need a few more viewings to really feel, uh, get my, my bearings of how I feel about it. But, um, I, I liked it. I think I'm going to love it eventually. Uh, I wonder mm-hmm. how much I'll really end up watching it because it has a rewatchability factor. I think it will. So we'll see. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. So, um, do you want to get into the, the ratings, yeah. the various ratings? That's cool. Okay. I guess we can start with the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, so it's a 76% with an average rating of 7 out of 10, uh, which I think if, if we were doing out of 10, um, I think a 7 is what I would give this. So I think that's actually, when I saw it, I was like, that's pretty perfect for this movie for yeah. me. So. Spot on. Yeah. yeah. Now for our ratings, yeah. like it's hard to keep track of numbers. They're not in any order. There's no sequencing or anything. It's just like, what What comes after five? I don't know. 17 probably. <laughs> Who cares? It's hard to keep track of. Yeah. Yeah. So... We'll, we'll go with our ratings that make way more sense. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, so, I would, I would say it was, uh, <laughs> it was garlic bread. And I'll tell you why, Brett. <laughs> I love garlic bread. But it's not pizza, you know? 
But I can't say okay. this was hands, but I don't know that I would say it was okay. pizza yet. Okay. So on the on the off chance that I will mess things up and throw in another yet another weird rating, we have no idea. Uh, the in between hands and, and pizza is my garlic bread, and uh, <laughs> that's kind of where it falls. So I think I'm. So it'd be it, a, it's in there. It, so it'd be a four and a half equivalent. Basically, yeah. Okay. It's hard. I'd like to remind remind the audience that we do not have anything to stand in for a two. So we've got one, <laughs> yeah. three, four, four and a half, and five. I mean, how many things would you rate a two anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's either like you really hated it or it was like it was pretty good. It's middle of the road. Now to give it at least a three. So yeah. there's hardly any twos yeah. out there, I think. I'm down with this. Uh, it is ironic that uh, the number number two, like if you have to go number two, uh-huh. it's you have to shit, you know, yeah. and it's not shit. Number there one would go. be shit, yeah. like in a rating scale, right? So, yeah, it just doesn't make doesn't any sense. Doesn't fit there either, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you're rating, so, what do you well, think? Okay, so, well, I was I was not going to to give it uh, dinosaurs because I'm, I'm kind of in the same camp as yeah. you. Um, so I was going to go with hands. But since we've got that uh, 0. 0.5 for <laughs> then, uh, then I'll, I'll, go with, I'll go with garlic bread as well. Okay, cool. Um, because it was it was enjoyable. Uh, I definitely want to watch it again mm-hmm. because there's a lot of like cameos that I yeah. want to go back and watch, and I want to go back and rewatch it. And um, now that I know Simon's Simon Pegg's character is oh, throughout yeah. the movie sure. as the butler, um, I, I want to see how some of those things that he does and the way he interacts with with Wade mm-hmm. um, fits into the story a little bit better. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll go I'll go garlic bread on this <laughs> one. <laughs> I feel like uh, welcome to let's talk about stuff where the points are made up, or, <laughs> where the ratings are made up, and the points don't matter. I feel like that's us. Yeah, we're uh, exactly, it's just like whatever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you follow along week to week, you might have a slight understanding of our rating system. So you just have to listen <laughs> yeah. to every single episode, and you're good to go. Listen, it's a good movie. You should go see yeah, it. There you go. Yeah, that's that's really all you need to know. Yeah. So overall, I was yeah. curious because I, I I fell in love with this book. Um, and the storyline of it. So I was curious just for your overall, like, uh, if the movie made it, might have been better by any stretch uh, for any reasons that you might have seen that you would have liked something better. Um, how was the story just overall to you? Uh, good. Excellent. And next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the story overall. Matter of fact, I liked it enough that I'm curious to, to read the book now. Um, and I hear the book doesn't have any pictures, just pictures yeah. of text in a sequence <laughs> that you have to read. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was wondering uh, if you might read it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, uh, yes, uh, yeah. it's something that, uh, that I would probably do eventually. Normally if I'm reading an actual book, uh, I don't, typically lean towards fiction for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would make an exception for this one and, yeah. uh, and read, read this book for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Plus there's, there's probably any number of references in the book that aren't able to fit in the movie. Yeah. So no, that's the thing. It's like, it's be cool to see constant. Uh, and it's super funny. Cause there's a lot of stuff that I have no clue about. Like uh, the author grew up, like he was born in the seventies. So he has uh, a little more like early eighties stuff. Like I, I was born in 85 and I, I pretty much like, even though I wasn't a baby watching those movies or whatever, but my brothers, you know, were of age then. So, um, I, I grew up like late eighties, early nineties watching stuff from like more of like the mid eighties, uh, and onwards. So, um, like a lot of the early video game stuff, I have no clue about, um, they go into a lot of that stuff in the book. So that was really fun for me to kind of learn about because, uh, Ernest Klein, the, the author, uh, is, uh, God, if I thought I was into pop culture, holy shit, I have nothing on that guy. So (laughs) that's what I was thinking when I was watching this. I was like, holy shit, there's just so much. So much in this. Like, he owns a DeLorean. So, oh, shit, really? Yeah. 
Oh, and he he put a um, since we're talking about it too with the book, uh, he put an Easter egg in the book itself. So there's actually a contest within the book uh, to win a DeLorean. And I don't know if anybody actually ever found the Easter egg or, like, how it all works whatever, but there's something in there apparently that he put it, like, a game within the game uh, to to kind of mirror that, which is super badass. So, yeah, he's he's a cool guy. I like him a lot. There's some other stuff I want to read of his uh, that he's written. Um, I've read uh, Armada, which is another kind of 80s throwback, um, but a totally separate book, uh, which Mm -hmm. I liked a lot. But he has some other stuff too, and then I'd be – uh, really looking forward to Ready Player Two eventually. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Hopefully, the this movie doing well will prompt the studio to like, hey, you done with that book yet? Yeah, right. We totally. need something to adapt. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, like, go for it. Yeah, I hope that does. Yeah. I hope, and it looks like it's on track this weekend to to be doing. It's doing pretty well. So mm-hmm. uh, by the time this comes out, we will, you know the numbers will be out, but we don't know them right now on Sunday. So uh, or on Saturday. So, uh, but uh, uh, I saw that like they're hoping for like fifty million opening, uh, wow. which is pretty good. So. Yeah, should be good. So uh, any other last last things for you? I think I'm good. Cool. All right, so let's ask the audience what what you guys thought of Ready Player One, or if you've got opinions on anything else we discussed, certainly let us know. Um, did we talk about porta potties in this episode? We did. Or, I think that was the other thing. What? I think that was the other episode we recorded. We talked about porta potties. Oh, shit. Did we? <laughs> I think so. It'll be a callback either way. Yeah. But that's fun. Hey, you know, if you've got, if we said words in this episode <laughs> that uh, you wanted to uh, repeat back to us or yeah. have something to comment on, let us know. Sure. You know, you know how to find us. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod. You can email us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. And if you would, please take a second to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. And uh, yeah, if you've got dog pictures, send them our way because we do want to see those uh, along with your uh, questions and comments. And be sure to follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22. You can follow me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I had something I was going to say, and I was like, no, that doesn't make sense in this context. (laughs) I was like, do you usually throw it over to me? Because I'm not used to that. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the look of terror on your face. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. So well, the look of terror came from, sorry, I got to interject. The look of terror came from that during that segment, I kind of look around and I'm like, not really paying attention to what you're saying. I just kind of listen enough to know when I need to talk again, but I'm like, I just get, he'll get through it. He'll get through it. And we're done. And you stopped. And I was like, wait, where was he? <laughs> Cause I knew you hadn't finished, but I didn't know where you were. <laughs> so I was like, I can't even interject if I wanted to, I don't know where we are. Well, I jumped around the uh, the plugs there a little bit as well, so yeah, yeah that was that was confusing. So, are you not entertained, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> Call back. <laughs> so we don't have anything on deck to uh, talk about for our main topic next week. We're probably going to pick the uh, the MCU rewatch back up with uh, with Doctor Strange. I think we'll probably just do that as a mini topic, but yeah. uh, we'll find something else to to go over. Yeah. So. Uh, it'll be fun, so definitely, definitely stay subscribed. Got this other Yahoo going <laughs> up in front of my house. Now. Oh, it's that lady. She's back. What? Oh, she's coming back to reclaim. Re- what if you watch someone come up to your house and steal that Amazon package after that? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, get away from here. I just bang on the window as hard as I can. <laughs> oh yeah, she's now she's walking back. Boy, this is weird. It's a weird day. Yeah. Weird day at the Hibbert household. Mail is weird. Um, 
How does it even work? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you like through your hand just there? (laughs) I don't get it. It's been bothering me for years. What if you just took like a political stance where you're like, I don't believe in mail. <laughs> <laughs> you put it in a box. It shows up somewhere else. How? Nobody knows. <laughs> how can uh, they walk it from one place to another so quickly? How can they? It doesn't make any sense. God. Oh, my God. I can send you something in Oklahoma. It'll be there like tomorrow. I don't get it. How? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's probably witchcraft. <laughs> yep. Yep. So let's get into our main topic. Let's... <laughs> Let's talk about God's Not Dead 3, <laughs> finally. <laughs> I thought it was long. <laughs> in, this, in this movie, Kevin Sorbo can press <laughs> the, post, the post office. Oh. He, he, he kicks in the door of the uh. post office, exclaims, God's not dead, but you know what it is? The null service. <laughs> He's in. He's he is in full Hercules costume, though, right? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, absolutely good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, you, what you don't expect, and I'm sorry to spoil this now, but the third act, uh, whenever Kirk Cameron comes on, dressed as Xena. Mm. Now, listen, <laughs> you didn't. You wouldn't think the wig would work, but it does. It's kind of curly, does. like his hair is, you know. But oh my god, he pulls it off. If you thought Lucy Lawless was attractive as Xena, <sighs> you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Kirk Cameron. Kevin Sorbo yes. got that dead three. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Well, until next time. <laughs> Is that it? Did you get through them all? Through we got through all, right? The plugs? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, we're done. Alright, yeah. cool. Oh, well, I hope everybody enjoyed this as much as we did. I had super fun today uh, on this episode of Let's Talk About Stuff. So until next time, I'm Steven. I'm a Ninja Turtle jerking off in your movie theater, <laughs> a.k.a. Brent. That's fantastic. <laughs> and let's talk later. Sync word for this one. Oh, Canada sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just an option. <laughs> Just throw it out there. You just look so angry. <laughs> oh my god. They sent a cease and desist letter, Brent. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. So. Do you want to do that one? Oh, hold on. We were frozen. Hey. There we go. There we, and we're back. So All right. Do you want to do that? You want to do something different? Want to do something different? Hey, that's fine. All that's right. Fine with me. Cool. All right. So, think uh, word on three. One, two, three. Canada, Canada sucks. Hey. <laughs> it's funny because we don't actually have a problem with oh, no. our neighbors to the north. I love Canada. Canada's awesome. It's the best hat America could ask for. Universal health care. <laughs> <laughs> Hockey again. Yes, yes. <laughs> the lady's delivering milk. 
she gonna use the porta potty? Uh, I hope not. But she's she's walking up here with a package. Uh, I feel weird because she can see me. <laughs> <sitting here like. laughs> but she she can't see you though, right? Didn't Brandy point that out? Or maybe like time of the day it changes or whatever. I thought like Brandy and her oh. friend couldn't see us. Yeah, yeah, she's walking off. There you go. Okay, good. But you can see her. I can see her. She get up to the window. <laughs> I see you delivering that Amazon package. And thank you for it. I've been waiting for it. <laughs> Have an excellent day. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your Easter. She's like, why? <laughs> She's like, why are you talking like this? <laughs> I delivered this package to this really nice creek. I don't know. You should, uh, if you guys are walking your dogs this weekend, if you see any of your neighbors ask you to church for Easter, you should just be like, no, thank you. I don't really need to go anywhere for Easter. <laughs> Right. Just like be like a cool casual guy. Just say it that way and just be like fucked up. Creepy. In a world where I don't care about your religion. <laughs> They're like, who what are you doing? Like you pull a microphone out of nowhere. You got that big black mic. <laughs> it's not plugged into anything. Yeah. The cord's actually hanging down. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. What's wrong with this guy? Let's get out of here. Yeah.